Here with my co-partner Nave. Oof. <laughs> Let's do it again. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner Nave. Each pod we play through cooperative experience and relay to you, the listener, this game is the criminal crime of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey Nave. It's like something from like heavy rain when you have to do a bunch of quick time events back to back, but then you you miss a simple one, but all he does is trip over the table. Yeah. Oh, dude, that game is so funny. It's like your wife tells you to, uh, hey, honey, can you go clear the table? And I'm, nah, I'm going to go play <laughs> with the kids in the yard. <laughs> and then you have to do the, the motion controls with the PS6 axis. No, Fire because axis. I played it on Xbox, so I didn't have to do that. Heavy Rain was on Xbox? Yeah, I think. Oh. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. I, I might be getting that one confused with the other one where you're like a time traveler. Quantum, Quantum Break. And- Quantum Conundrum? Yeah, yep. Quantum Conundrum was on Xbox. I think Quantum Conundrum actually is a different game. I know, I've played it. <laughs> it's like a portal physics-based puzzle game. Yeah, there it is. Looks bad. Looks, it's looks actually not, not good. bad. Yeah, I mean, it's no um, subliminal or whatever. Subliminal? Sub yeah, that one's not pretty that good one, too. But it's still pretty good. But we are a video games podcast. But let's just check out how we're doing. How you doing, Nave? I'm doing great. I'm feeling pretty normal. Nothing is wrong. Excellent. I am also having nothing wrong. We are completely normal, (laughs) mid-tier, just coasting along, no complaints. Yes. You ever feel nostalgia? All the time. I don't know. My, My relationship with nostalgia is pretty toxic. I've been thinking about it. Like, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts today and three, I listened to like maybe six of them and three of them just randomly brought up nostalgia and had like a conversation about it. And so I, it's just been on my mind, like exquisitely. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to feel nostalgia? Because usually it's like you're feeling a, a simpler time of your youth, tasting that sweet, sweet nectar again. Everyone but what it, it feels kind of bad though, does it not? Oh, it's a bittersweet, a melancholy type feel of, uh, you know, I think it changes as you like this is going to get weirdly lifestyle based. But with my children, I'm at the point where I want my children to have enjoyable childhoods. And that's kind of what I get enjoyment from. So anytime it's like, I don't know, like I get my own childlike enjoyment through seeing my children enjoy stuff. And that yeah, also like, kind of reminds me of my childhood. When you think back on your childhood, do you? Because like I've, I've had moments where I'm like, I think I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. But then, it, but then I'll have nostalgic feelings of like, I remember walking down the street, getting ready to play the Harry Potter Game Boy game with my friend Gage, and I don't remember walking down the street going, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. <laughs> this moment. Oh, you're talking about the things your brain decides that it's going to remember. Like this is a good memory. We need to keep all of this one. Compared to everything else, the the sweet memories of your loved ones that is lost to the void that you're never going to remember. It's just like you thinking about like <laughs> like you're doing something with your kids and then like you have that thought. Like, I wonder if my kid is just going to this is going to be one of those random access memories that just triggers mm. when they smell cinnamon. And then you just you're just staring at them and they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's so many moments like that where you're like, uh, you don't ever want the moment you said, like, 
no, I'm too busy right now. When your kids ask you to do something, you don't want that to be the one time they remember. Yeah, but can you can you stop that from happening? I don't know. It's tough. It's like anytime they're like, Dad, will you play Fortnite with me? I don't, like, I don't really want to play Fortnite, but I don't want her to remember me saying no. Because like I remember my dad, my dad saying no because my dad was old and be like dad play Mario Kart with me and he's like I'm 72 Philip I don't want to play Mario Kart he wasn't actually 72 but he was he was significantly older than most parents I thought you were gonna say yourself he like, was yes. older than me as well I I don't know so it's like today I got Carl's Jr. Hardy's for you people for you weirdos that don't have Carl's Jr. but it's called something else. And I was eating those chicken stars, and Molly was being super sweet. I didn't eat all of them, and she was being nice to me because she wanted my food. But I wanted to pet her. I needed some comfort. Not feeling too good. And But she just kept glancing over at the chicken, and so I got upset, and I was like, get down. And she got down, and she just kind of looked at me, and I was like, is this going to be a moment she remembers forever that <laughs> she wanted chicken and I didn't give it to her? Even though I always give her the chicken, and that's why she proceeds to act this way. So speaking of sad moments and memories, uh, I was reading the learning Japanese subreddit today and amongst all the people that are saying like, oh, I want to learn Japanese so I can watch animangas without any subtitles. There was this one guy that was like, so my mom is Japanese and she learned English, but she had a stroke and she's got dementia and she's reverted back to only speaking Japanese and now I can't talk to her anymore. And so I'm learning Japanese to finally talk to her again. And I'm like, oh my God, that's deep. That sounds like, uh, what is it, 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler? But like, it's been like 20 years since sad. I've seen that movie. I don't really remember what the movie's about either. I think that's kind of ironic because I'm pretty sure it's about forgetting stuff. Okay. And uh, like, I think they forget, I think Adam Sandler is that forgets. The that he he has a wife. No, and I think he the has wife dates with forgets. Them. And so every day he takes her out again, or something. That's so sweet. It's like Groundhog Day, but she's forgetting. That's Instead so sweet, but it's also kind of like it's creepy, right? Oh yeah, that's real creepy. I mean, Groundhog Day was kind of creepy too. I don't remember Groundhog. I think I've only seen it once. I just know that he puts the the water hose in the groundhog holes. I remember that part. <laughs> and he also takes a toaster and takes a bath with it to kill himself at one point. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a Space Dandy episode of that. I've been rewatching Space Dandy. I've wa- I've rewatched Space Dandy probably like three times in the last like four weeks, and I don't know why it's just been my comfort food for anime when I'm not playing video games. And there's an episode where they they go back to Meow's hometown where his dad works at a steel mill and his dad before him and his dad before him and everyone worked at the snow mill. <laughs> okay. And yeah. a, a like Galactron beam gets fired by the bad guys to kill Dandy, but it hits the calendar instead and they get caught in a time loop where every day they go out, they wander around this empty town, kind of like McAllister where we came from, and then they go to the bar and drink and go home. And, like, it's the same thing over and over. It's a really cool episode. Wait, what was I saying? Oh, just That was it. That was the whole point. Yeah, but then they br- – okay, where's the toaster come in? I thought you said they did a toaster. They just did a Groundhog Day reference. I think they do die in a couple of the uh, – in a couple of the loops, if I remember correctly. But the way they get the loop to break is they have to tur- they have to pull the page off of the calendar. 
but they can't pull it. So <laughs> the the dad that works at the steel mill, he's like, he's like, how thick is the page? And they're like, it's like zero point one millimeters. And he's like, I can do it. And then he puts it in the machine that he works at the mill, and then he cuts it like perfectly. And they're like, be careful, stupid. don't take too many days off. But it's actually very bittersweet because, you know, obviously not really about that. It's about like, that's so weird that I'm talking about this. The whole episode is about like nostalgia and missing your hometown and your family and like going back there and seeing them. But like not wanting to be there, not wanting to be what your parents wanted you to be. And then like your parents accepting you and stuff like that, which I don't know any of that. I don't fucking, I barely even had parents, but it's a, it's a really cool episode that, uh, Hits the spot. There's a lot of really good episodes like that in that show. It's a great one. Ignore all the titties and stuff because it's there's some deep shit in there. Oh, Nave. All right, we are shit. a video games podcast, and we're going to be talking about We Were Here, Expeditions, The Friendship. But before we get there, let's talk about what games we've been playing. Nave, what have you been playing? I think I put another 24 hours into Starfield. Still? You're still playing that trash? It, yeah, I mean, you should see what the internet's doing to this game. They're they're very upset, but that's I think it's because all of the pe- all of the regular people are just playing the game and they're not on Twitter with their Twitter fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, you're the angry minority or whatever it's called is out yeah, some, being angry. It, it it's really sad, and a lot. It's really what's what's really sad, but funny at the same time is they'll post clips of like glitches and they're like look at this garbage these fucking losers are playing gross and then all the people who like the game are like ha, 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 ha. oh god that's funny i love this game you know what i mean I god, my, funny. my odst dropping from the sky glitch well i mean it still happens but it only happens if i hold x or whatever to get out of my ship if i get up and walk to the door and leave through the door of my ship then it'll put me on the ground but i can't just like oh, really go straight to the planet from the pilot seat Otherwise, it'll draw me from space. Hold and on. I've got this video. Keep talking. I got a video I got to send you. What do you got? Hold on. Nave, send me a video. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. The guy's stealth walking around. And then just as he goes around the corner, a guard hovers through the floor and just <laughs> pops up, staring directly at him. So good. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> And then, like, yeah. the music changed. Like, there's just edited in music. It changes. It's so dumb. It's stupid. Yeah, oh, Phil. Starfield looks pretty good. Starfield is amazing. We'll get back to that in a second. But I got another video. You don't have to watch it, but I'll describe it to you. But Point Crow, who is somebody tangentially related to uh, Doug Doug in some way. He does streams with, like, mods and stuff. But he was yeah. on a stream with Doug Doug doing Minecraft. But if you say the name of a mineral or some, or a block, then you blow up. And they tried to kill the Ender Dragon. I don't think it worked. But um, spoiler alert: he did a stream where he got a live stream of a goldfish, and he put a grid over it that had a bunch of commands Trolls. from an Xbox yeah. control. It's like goldfish and, plays Pokemon type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. goldfish was uh, playing Elden Ring, and he beat Godric. What with the goldfish? Yes. Do you? I mean, do you want to see it? It, it was really close. <laughs> it was really close. <laughs> that does not sound possible. All like, right, I'll send this to you too. I'm how, watching right, it. Send it. How long? It's not that long either. I mean, how long has this goldfish been playing? Is what I want to know. <laughs> he's he's good. He he kind of locked up towards the end, but oh my god! <laughs> he point down on him. All right. 
So it's not that impressive because it looks like he geared him and everything. The, the goldfish did not gear himself. You, you, you think you would think that, but the goldfish's name is Tortellini. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, Tortellini, stop <laughs> drinking the flask. Stop, you just got to hear from one time, Tortellini, please. <laughs> God is so good. Good stuff. Good right, anyways. Field. Yeah. Did you save, are you a new game plus yet? No, but I am done with all the faction quests. So I am officially mainlining the story now. Um, and I mean, I'm exploring a little bit and like doing a little space crack piracy and stuff. But for the most part, because I have like an amazing ship, by the way. So I gave everyone advice last week. This is probably too little too late for everyone. But in order to fly the ships that are C-class engines, you need to level up your piloting skills all the way. And yeah. a perk of most of those C-class engine type ships are that you have more space for crew. You can have A class and B class with a bunch of ship space for crew as well. But one thing I didn't know is that you can't crew the ship with maximum people until you get your leadership skill all the way up, which uh. is the on the bottom tier of the social thing, which is fine because the social ones where you get your bartering and your p- persuasion and stuff. So I feel like a lot of people are already working on that. It's also the one that has the – because the this perk I'm working on now is whenever you check chests, it gives you better loot. So now, like, it's like I did the one for money, I did the one for bullets, and now I'm on the the third one, which is, I think, gives me, I don't know. But, like, you can't mass affect your ship until until that. So I'm a little disappointed with what myself, but I'm still having, still having fun. Um, now, here's the question, though. Did you do any of the base building? No, not yet. So that's the thing, is that I'm... I'm Whenever I start getting bored of the story, I'm probably going to start base building because there's achievements tied to that as well. But I also kind of want to experiment with ship building because there are so many really awesome ships that I'm seeing online. Like people are building the Star, Fo- the Star Fox ships. People are building literal like Gundams. People built Bolt- uh, a Venusaur. <laughs> like there's a <laughs> Venusaur flying around the cosmos. Like there's there's some pretty awesome creations going Dude, around. They can make I it where wanna... you get like a QR code or something on your ship so other people could download your ship. It would be incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that I think that that's probably one of the next steps. I think that that's something that make they've a browser. been committed a lot. Yeah, they're they're talking about how they're really communicating with like uh, like content creators in the in the community. I think Mr. Matty Plays was talking about that because, like, he was he got he did reviews for that, and he's on like the the Defining Duke podcast and all of that. And they sent him an email, so he like replied with a bunch of stuff that he thought that they should change. And I don't know, like, yeah, here's another one where somebody created the Batwing, so people are Batmaning around. Besides the Batman in the game, yeah, besides actual Batman. I don't know. So there's something really magical about this game, but I also I'm doubling down on my opinion that this game is just going to be really boring for a lot of people. So this is I don't know. It's something that really speaking of nostalgia, it just really tickles that itch that I have for the mindless exploration of Oblivion and Fallout 3, you know? My problem with this, I keep bouncing off of it because I try to play it probably like every day. And something will happen that'll just be a stopping point for me. And I'm like, I can't go any further. I'm going to go play something else where I know I can make progress. I think it's part of my back, like a side effect of backlog busting. Where like, if I'm not actively making in progress or I know there's no like near easy, low hanging fruit, I'm already out of there. You know, I have like the opposite problem of you. Not like the opposite, but like I feel the same feelings, but for 
So it's like, you know, these tiny games that are fast for you that you feel the need to beat. I'm the opposite because I want to clear space on my hard drive. So oh, if, yeah, I am, I if I'm playing a 400 megabyte game, I know that my 100 megabyte Starfield is just sitting there on the fucking... Like, I have... I still have, like... Uh, Tokyo Ghostwire Tokyo on downloaded. I still have Nier Automata downloaded. I still have these oh big God. old these games, massive games. Yeah, yeah. That I'm like, damn it, I need to beat these fucking games so that I can delete them. You know, and so every time I'm playing Katamari, uh, and we love Katamari. Yeah, which I know is, it's like you're playing stupid Katamari Damacy or whatever. I need we love it edition or whatever, and yeah. I'm like. Join my game so we can play stupid. We were here forever. And Katamari Damasi. Yeah, it's, it's the second like one. Guy. I didn't even I didn't even know they remastered the second Katamari. But uh, fucking Xbox Store was like, hey yo, we is like, hey yo, this game's on sale. It's not even on my wish list. It was like, hey, we love Katamari's on sale, and I was like, what? And so I fucking went over there, and I don't know. But uh, Dude, it's yeah, been so, aggressive with the sales lately. It's like every time I log yeah. in, it's like, hey, man, I know you've had Resident Evil Zero on your wish list for nine years now. And it's it's at, you know, 70 percent off. Now's the time to buy. And I'm like, eh, maybe later. Yeah, I that's fucking it's like literally eight out of the last like 20 of my notifications are all sale related for sure. It's like either sales or the Xbox rewards. Occasionally, it's someone inviting me to a fucking party. And I'm like, oh, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess speaking of nostalgia, I'll, we'll wrap it up into what did Nave buy? Because this, that's what I bought was the Skatamari game. And it is just so nice. Like, I fucking love these games, like quite Dude, a bit. The controls are not intuitive in the beginning, though. And yeah, I try well, to get I mean, my children to play the Katamari games, and they're like, what is this trash, Dad? I'm not <laughs> playing this. And I'm like, I specifically rented this game like four different times from Blockbuster because of how much I loved it. And my children are spitting in my face and, instead of playing it. You get to go underwater in this one. I mean, I think Whoa. you went underwater in the last one, too. But there's like a specific level that is like just underwater. And I'm like, you're like getting crabs and fishes and stuff. I was having so much Crabs. fun, dude. Dude, there was this one level. It was like, hey, my dream of all the world, my dream is that my room is clean. And I'm like, don't worry, little kid, I got you. And I started catamaring all around. And so it's like the objective is pick up 100 things. And I got to 97. And I was like, where the fuck are the last like couple of things for me to pick up? And they were under the bed. And I was too big to get under to the bed. To go under the bed? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, it was really bad. And what sucks is the things that are on the bed are pretty big. So it's like you there's only a small window of time. It's a puzzle. It's yeah, only it's a, a small pu- window of time. You got to pick up a, in a certain order usually. You start little, go big. But anyway, I, I know there's a story. I'm not paying attention to it because I was too busy just listening to lo-fi hip-hop beats to, to study to. Yeah, it's always the same. It's like the king of the cosmos blew up some stars or something or his evil yeah. brother did. And you well, have make you played more the second stars. one? I don't think so. I so the only first one, Demasi. Yeah, the first one. You, that's the first one, and then the second one is like everyone loves the video game, and so he's like, "Oh man, we made a hit, didn't we? We can do it again." Oh, and no. then the <laughs> and then so you have a bunch of fans that you're doing levels for, and they watch you do the levels, and they're like, "Woo!" And so every single person's like. Every single person's like, man, I really wish there was a star over there. And he's like, the king's like, nah, I don't want to do that. That sounds stupid. And she's like, oh, but I love the first game. He's like, hmm, she loved it. 
yeah, I guess we could do it. And, and that's like literally how every fucking level starts is that he's like, I don't want to do it. And then someone goes, oh, man, but I was going to eat sushi and watch it. And he's like, mm, sushi. Well, maybe I could do it. All right, Prince, get in there. And then you roll yeah. around. Boots him out. But there's a whole side story of when the king was a kid and you're doing it for his dad. And so I'm like, really? whoa, oh, yeah. Awesome. And he's, he's got like a binky in his mouth. It's fucking great. <laughs> oh, I love this game. But um, uh, so that was that. And then I'm also playing Mortal Kombat 1, which just released today for us. So uh, I've only played the first act, not the act, but chapter or whatever. I only played as Kung Lao, the first level or whatever, first couple fights. And the game feels fun. I don't really have like a grasp on it yet. But um, the writing is interesting. And I want to go back to the other games and, like, just play or, like, watch a YouTube video for a minute and just be like, was the writing always like this? Because I feel like the writing is very Marvel now. And not to a point, not to a degree where I hate it, and it might just be because I love these characters so much, and there's literally no new characters in this game. It is all returning characters, which is... A plus for me, honestly. Who fucking gives a shit about 90% of the new characters? But, um... Too many OCs. Yeah, they, they sucked. But, uh, man... One thing I don't understand about the story, and most people have probably beaten the story by now, because the game's been out in early access, and not early access, but early whatever for the pre-orders, and then for a week after now, whenever this releases. So it's like, people have already been in the story probably. I don't understand why Liu Kang made a new universe at the end of Mortal Kombat 11, spoiler alert, I guess. And then he made it to where the Mortal Kombat tournament still exists. And all of these bad guys still exist. And like, I don't, and he made the realms again, the same, exact same. <laughs> not the exact same. Every like everything's very wildly different. But so okay. But this is what I mean by the Marvel writing. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. This is just a little moment that happens at the beginning of the game after like the the second fight. Right, you're fighting. You're playing as Kung Lao and you're fighting Sub Zero. Raiden and Scorpion are there, and um, as you're fighting, Raiden goes for with an axe, tries to chop Sub Zero, and it stabs into a into a into a bar. You're in like a little like a diner or whatever, like a Chinese diner. And he stabs into the bar and his sword is, his ax gets stuck. And then Raiden, I mean, and then Sub-Zero freezes Raiden's hands and he's like, ah, ah, my ax is stuck and my hands are frozen. And right next to Raiden is an old man drinking alcohol. And he breaks off a piece of ice and put, drops it into his drink. Meanwhile, Kung Lao and Scorpion are fighting in the background. You know what I mean? And then Kung Lao throws his hat, like, you know, Kung Lao with his fucking throwing hat move. And it bounces off of the back of Sub-Zero's head because it's not his hat yet. So it's just a rice hat. And so it's just, you know, straw or whatever this shit's made out of. And then, and then you know, Sub-Zero just turns around and starts walking towards him. And I'm like, huh. Okay. You know what I, I'm like trying to remember. I'm like desperately trying to remember. But I'm cracking smiles, you know. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's a little, it's a little funny. I'm just not sure yet. And I'm jumping. So I like the next chapters with Johnny Cage and I'm like, well, this is where it's going to get really hammy. So if, if this is what the writing is like, this is Johnny Cage is literally written to be like Marvel writing. So I'm like, okay, uh, I wonder how this is going to go. So you worry that they're clowning them up too much? Uh, yeah, a little bit. 
But the game has always been kind of cartoonishly stupid, right? Even the ninjas? So, yeah, a little bit. Well, they've been the serious ones, but I mean, I'm not, so I'm not going to like do spoil like the, the story beats, but like they're pretty serious. <laughs> it's, it's Kung pretty Lao. Serious. Kung Lao and Raiden are being kind of silly, which Raiden's also kind of just been silly. Kung Lao, for as long as I can remember, has been very deathly serious. That's like his character motif. But um, I don't know. But everyone's different now. So it's like Sub-Zero and Scorpion used to be rivals. Now they're brothers in this game, which hasn't been brought up yet. But that was all in the marketing pushes and stuff like that. That's like every time I see scroll through past the Mortal Kombat ad on Facebook, it's like Scorpion, Sub-Zero, brothers. And I'm like, whoa, that's a weird first thing to say in the fucking ad. <laughs> but OK. And so. I don't know. I'm I mean, interested. They can catch eyes with that. And they'll be like, um, actually. And then next thing you know, people are in it. They're clicking, they're interacting, they're chatting. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, it, it, ca- it catches my eye, even though I already know and own the game and stuff. But the game seems pretty fast paced, though. And it reminds me that I'm only okay at fighting games. It like cl- definitely reminds me because I was doing the tutorial and it was like, all right, now you have to block and hit forward so that you could break out of this combo with your cameo character only on the second hit, though, not on the first one or the third one or the fifth one or whatever. And I'm like, OK, I got this. And I just couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, no, like oh, my no. skills have atrophied my abilities. But That's maybe it'll be easier. Also, Johnny Cage blocks like this. Like he, he blocks well, like his arms way. getting twisted. Yes. I don't know. Everyone just Google images Johnny Cage blocking in Mortal Kombat 1. I, I fucking, it's so weird looking. It's, I, why? He blocks, yeah. like, he puts his arm, like, he, he sticks his arm 90 degrees out of his torso, and then pretend your, like, forearm is going, like, a clock to 6 o'clock. Like, just pointing straight down towards the ground. And that's how he blocks. It doesn't make any sense. Well, are you a martial artist? No, but, like, if you if you did that you would someone would just grab your arm and hurt you like hurt you badly i mean i guess the whole thing is that johnny cage is a fucking movie star but he's i think he's also a fucking really skilled martial artist that's like the whole thing about him is that he's actually a martial artist but he just does stars in movies mm, i don't know seems kind of sus all right any other games i don't know either no all right, it goes right into the games I've been playing. Nave, speaking of nostalgia, I've been playing a ROM hack of Pokemon Emerald called Pokemon Emerald Rogue. And can you guess what is special about this ROM hack? The, is it like they die and get all bloody and stuff? No, it's a, like a it makes hack. it a roguelike where the game starts over if you're like, it's also Nuzlocke. So if Pokemon gets knocked out, they're out. And is when your team wipes, on you? yeah, force it's a force nuzlocke with roguelike elements, including like you know in Slay the Spire how you take certain like paths around. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I can take a harder path over here and get better resources or get certain Pokemon. So it has that too. It is like the straight one of the strangest ROM hacks I've ever played. And I've only played a couple, but I really just want to keep playing. There's also level caps. As you're playing at the same time. So it's not even like you can over level to be the boss of each path. You will be matching levels with them. So you have to actually strategically build your team based yeah. on these randomized Pokemon that you're encountering. And so I you end up using some strange 
strange groups of Pokemon. I think the 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 level cap thing is like a usually a, a rule, isn't it? Oh, for like Nuzlocks? Yeah. Yeah, like if you don't want it to take forever. But if you're just casually Nuzlocking, heck the rules. All the Pokemon are the same level, so you can't like overlevel destroy anyone. And you get to pick a starter that you keep throughout the game. And I chose Aerodactyl because the other options were terrible. And Aerodactyl's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I don't what, even... What episode, or what Pokemon is this episode? What's after Starmie? Which, by the way, we didn't... We never made this connection, but Me was the Starfield episode. Ah, uh, it was. Isn't that kind of strange? What are the odds? I forget what, what episode, episode we're on, though. Dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't keep up with this. What do you think? I'm, this this the, is 121. Co-host? This is 121? I thought... Yeah. This is 122. Last one 122. was 121. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, it's Mr. Mime! You it's guessed Mr. Mr. Mime. Mime. You guessed Mr. Mime last episode. I can't yeah. believe you were that close. Are you pro Mr. Mime or against Mr. Mime? I hate Mr. Mime. I hate Mr. Mime. I don't like him. He, it's this fucking creature, dude. <laughs> like, look at this fucking creature, man. Looks yeah, like, stra- like something Mr. straight Mime. out of HP Lovecraft. Fuck this guy. He's an unknown horror. Unknown bear dancing Pokemon. All right. But yeah, so I've been playing this roguelike, and it's just been wasting my time on my little Game Boy. Then, for like real games I've been playing, I've been playing Trek to Yomi, or Yomu, or Journey to Yomi. I don't know the actual title of the game. Trek Wait, to Yomi? Isn't- isn't the the main character of the game we're talking about like a clown? It is. Lady. A jester? Another one. Another this relevant one connects, connection. This one, relevant connections, dude. But have you played Trek to Yomi yet? Yes, I didn't beat it. But it is stylish. Dude. But not it, that great. What? Not that great? Like, I started up and I'm like, I, like, is this whole game in black and white? That was my first kind of takeaway. Yeah. It is, in fact. It's like a, uh, what do you call a Western but in Japan? bushido blade yeah it's a bushido blade and so you're just a samurai running around chopping people up combat system seems really simple so far i think i'm a couple hours in but i have like i've died a couple times whenever i'm just goofing off but it is very simplistic yeah uh counter like two-dimensional fighting yeah just describe it just wait just wait to sleep wait and then block well, no, I meant you just I'm also that, but you just wait till you get halfway through the game, and then suddenly, oh, okay. and then suddenly, so they, they just introduced spear and bowman. Yeah, you'll know, they, you'll okay. know, you'll get there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, the thing you're talking about is called Chanbara. Chanbara films, the Western, yep, uh, Eastern movies. Yeah, Chanbara, also commonly spelled whatever, meaning sword fighting films, denotes the Japanese film genre called cinema, cinema samurai in English and is roughly the equivalent of Western and okay. swashbuckler films. Yeah, so if you're familiar with that genre, that's what it is. And it is stylish and it is nice to look at. And oh, enjoy- yeah. it's just enjoyable. And Jan is like, oh, you're playing with one of these crappy artsy indie games again? I'm like, I don't think it is. After like two minutes in, and then I realized it was in fact an artsy indie game. Yeah, the fucking camera angles are pretty choice. Dude, the camera angles, like whenever you cut to it and you're like running across a log, then it cuts to the next one. And it's not even like a jerky transition or anything. It's just so smooth yeah. as you they run through the job. mines and you pop out in a higher section of the mine. And I'm like, that's nice. That's that's excellent design. Yep. Uh, I would have beat it if I, did, if I didn't get so frustrated with 2D, two-dimensional games. 
But yeah. well, I mean, it's I'm, weird because it switches to like, like it's a 3D environment usually, but in combat it switches to a 2D plane. Yeah. Which is kind of like Mortal Kombat style where it locks you on that invisible line. Metal slug. <laughs> Metal slug line. Yeah. Or actually I was thinking of uh, Contra, I think. No, that's yeah. also the same. I don't know. There's a game that has that weird thing. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not a game designer. In Kirby, in the Crystal Shards on the Nintendo 64, I think it's 3D, but then it locks you on a 2D line. So it's like a 3D environment that you like wibble through. Speaking of Kirby. appropriate word for a Kirby movement. He does a lot of wibbling and wobbling. Uh, Backlog busting. So these are all the games we're trying to complete, trying to get 100 throughout the year. So I knocked out another chunk of games. So this might be a little long, but we'll see. Kirby's Dreamland 2. I talked about it last time. I was apparently like on the final level. So right after the pod, I went and finished this game. This is number 79. And yes, you can see in the cover, there's a little gerbil that you, uh, spins you on the umbrella and stuff like that. Super cute. Yeah. Umbrella. And, you, and then there's the umbrella right there. Yeah, the umbrella oh, trick. Man. Very nice. The, the Weedle D has it. That's a Waddle D. Excuse me. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, no. God, so many stupid names for all the Kirby characters. Yeah, PPP and Poo Poo. They poo. like say him at the end. Like they do like a credits and they'll like show it and it'll be like Waddle D and it'll just show him in his walking animation. And I'm like, who's writing what? this down? <laughs> is it like, like a, what is it? The at, you know, at the end of a play. <laughs> oh, yeah. They come out it, and bow. Yeah, it's like that. Where it comes out and it's like, thanks for everybody from Bouncing Petunia. And it's like the bouncing pink thing, but it's not pink in this game because it's black and white. But uh, Kirby's Dreamland 2 is excellent. I think there's actually a Dreamland collection either on Switch or something like that that has colored versions of all the games. I maybe should have just played that. Oh, by the way, Philip. What? Uh, season 2 of Spy Family is coming out I know. in October. Jana was telling me about it. Yeah, I was fucking sounding the alarms on social media. Everybody get ready. Spy family's coming. Everyone get ready. Nave's about to not be as depressed. (laughs) For the next couple of months, he's going to be quite happy, actually. They got dog. They got little girl. Yeah. They got spy. They got assassin. They're all there. All my favorite characters. Die for for that little girl and that dog. All right, so my next game, game, number 80, Hugh which is a indie platformer puzzle game. This one put me on the edge. I almost didn't finish this one. That was, yeah, looks, this is in the retired category. I played it for about like two minutes, and I was like, nah. And then I deleted it right away. It's like a Games for Gold, right? No, it was on Game Pass. Or no, it might have been Games for Gold. I, I, mm, I also owned it on Unreal or whatever, not Unreal, Epic Store. They gave this game away as well. But man, this game is such a puzzler. It feels like The Witness or something like that on some of the levels, except it's not that bad. It actually tells you how to play the game. But every time I cleared a room and I would walk into another room and see another puzzle I'd have to solve, I would just go, oh my God, no, not another puzzle. Anything <laughs> but a puzzle. Why is there so like many the puzzles in the, It's the whole game. And I'm like, just give me anything else. Because the art style is interesting because it's like monochrome, but then you change. Okay, it's like two colors. There's like black for everything, but then you can change the background color and any object that's the same color will disappear into the background. So if there's a blue box in front of you, you change the background to blue, that box will disappear until you change it to red, and then the box will reappear. So it's got really interesting mechanics. 
but there's just so many of them. There's so much puzzles in this game when I'm like, please, I just don't want to play anymore. But I started it. I had to finish it. Do, it's a not recommend, by the way. That's Don't play it. Go play Limbo if you want a monochrome child in dark world indie experience that's actually better. Or Inside. No, nah, just play uh, Thomas Was Alone. That's what that's I thought it. this was going to be. Because it's literally like the same colors from Thomas Was Alone and in that little circle. All right, the next up, number 81, Soma. I finished Soma. Incredible game. Like this might be a running in for my game of the year. I loved it. Nice. Uh, did you, do you like all just Huxley? What'd you call me? <laughs> the, uh, the guy who wrote, um, oh shit. Well, not thinking about, so the, there's a book called the Island, but, or, or Island, but that's not the book that Soma is from, from, I think Soma is like a, a specific word for like in like psychology, but Soma was a drug in one of his books. What is it called? Brave new world. You know that book? That's a I've heard of the title. Never read it. You should listen to an audiobook or read it or whatever you like to do. I don't know. I'm not, I don't live your life. But that is an awesome fucking book. And Soma is the drug that they give to people to keep them, uh, like, you know, pacified. It's kind of like, uh, what, is the ha- what is the happy drug from We Happy Few or whatever? I don't know. I didn't play more than like 10 minutes of that before I turned I it either. off. Yeah, the game was poop. But um, it's like that. All okay, the socks, so everyone. Nave reads books. The definition of soma is the parts of an organism other than the reproductive cells. Well, that's in what? biology. Okay, if we're specifically talking about, okay, apparently in Hinduism, it's an intoxicating drink prepared from a plant and used in the vetka ritual, the drink of the gods. All right. Hold on, is there more meanings? Yeah, hold on. There's one that says, uh, originates from the Greek word, I don't know how to read these fucking runes, but uh, soma, which refers to the body, specifically the body as distinct from the mind or the soul. Ah, because Mm. that is the premise of soma, of separating the mind, uh, the question of the soul, and the destruction of the body. Ah, the, the, the... Ah, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, indeed. But, um, Forsooth. <laughs> indubitably. Shallow and pedantic. Um, it's, it's the the one thing that you said before, the second one that you said, is the Soma definition that is used for Brave New World. Not from oh, Brave okay. New World, but like, that gods. is what, what they took it from. Okay. So, cool, dude. We're lear- I'm over here learning We're things. learning. Uh, but Soma is a a horror title but it's not about the spookiness at least it wasn't really that spooky for me it was mostly about the as keith put it the dread that you experience when you realize what's going on and the dread that you feel when your first person character you're playing as as he tries to cope with what is going on by basically lying to himself multiple steps of the way where people will inform him about what is going to happen to his body and his mind and basically all his experiences, but he chooses not to believe him. It makes up a fictional scenario of how everyone's going to live happily ever after. And then you have to live through the failures of, or not even the failures, just the life that continues happening after he takes certain actions. Like I don't even describe like the major spoilers of the game. The whole premise is that you can copy someone's mind and put it into another body. Specifically, there's no more human bodies. 
So you are putting it into robots and, and computers and stuff like that. And there's one premise where you need to go into a deep undersea diving suit, like high pressure diving suit. You're in a regular diving suit and well, you're not in just a regular diving suit. There was someone else's body in the diving suit, but they died. And so you're using their like biomechanical body as like fuel to keep you moving as you're kind of like eating them from the inside. It's gross. Uh, so you get another diving suit, but whenever you switch over to this new diving suit, the old you is still there and it's still you. And he's just unconscious in a chair and you have a choice of killing him before you leave or just leaving him to wake up into the dark alone and be stranded as you take the only way out. And this is just a middle of the game. This is even like the big, you know, conundrum at the end. Would you kindly? Yeah, it's a, would you kind I killed my old self though, for the record. I don't know what you would do, Nave. Mm, I'd have to, I'd have to, I want to make the decision in the moment. Okay. Yeah, but I, I killed old me. Very <laughs> sad, me, very dark. New me, who dis? Yeah, um, me. Dude, so Rock Band, you know, Rock Band 4, they still come out with DLC every week. Usually it's rewinds and like Rock Band Network stuff and I don't know. But uh, just this week they're coming out with a Sleep Token song, which is pretty fucking neat. That is a band that blew way the fuck up. So if you like women and you're... And, and, and even more tangentially into metal, you will like Sleep Token. Speaking of rock band, I was at the Airman's Attic, which is like the junk drop-off on base. It's free. People just take anything they don't need anymore, and they drop it down there. And then anyone else can come pick through the trash and see if they want anything. And I was looking through their electronics junk, and I found like a Hello Kitty microphone that was USB. I'm like, man, I wonder if this will work for rock band. And on closer inspection and seeing how much cheese was grated into the top of it, I decided uh, not to take the Hello Kitty mic. But then I turned over the next pile, and there was a rock band mic in a bag sealed, just chilling. And I was like, there we go. And I took it back, and it works just fine. We sang duets. So I got lucky with that one. I, that so I have good. those guitars still that I got from there as well. Wait, I need to get they... to you at some point. Yes. They're the at rock band point. or Guitar Hero live guitars or whatever. Yeah, I want them for my collection. They look unused. <laughs> yeah, all of them look unused. That's the there is no well played fucking guitar hero live guitar. So next game on the list, Crash Bandicoot Two: Cortex Strikes Back was my eighty second game this year. So I I identified as a Bandicoot hater for a while because I picked up my first Bandicoot game, Crash Bandicoot Four. Electric Boogaloo, whatever the title that one was. And I'm like, this game is fucking dookie. Like, what are you even doing? You just die. This is like Super Meat Boy, but not fun. I retired that game. I'm like, I'm not playing this anymore. And I took it back to the library. I picked up Crash Bandicoot 2 instead of 1 because I didn't have 1. 2 was already installed on my little Game Boy. Yeah. And playing this on my little Game Boy. The game's actually quite good. Quite 2 is fun. one of the best ones. Is yeah. it? Two is great. Like, four is like a four is like you know how like Tony Hawk came out with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, but it was like so re- far removed from the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I mean, people liked Crash Bandicoot Four, but it does way too many things. It's very obnoxious about some things, and so Crash Bandicoot Two was a just a great sequel. Like from having one being all loosey goosey and kind of rough around the edges, two just kind of cleans everything up and does it again. 
like a like a good old fashioned PlayStation sequel should. Yeah, I loved it. Like it lined up. Like here's all the levels, clear the levels, get the the crystals, beat the bosses. Very well done game. I think <laughs> Doctor, a, and then you know Doctor Inward. What's his name? I don't know his Enigma? name. Enigma, <laughs> in insane. No, is that insane? In, in, what is his name? Remember. He's got a big old N on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doctor Neo Cortex. Neo would never have guessed. I also enjoy. Um, oh, it is. It's in the title. Cortex Strikes Back. Oh shit! That's the only the game has no subtitles or anything. And I'm not going to turn on the sound on my little Game Boy whenever I'm watching MasterChef while I'm playing this. And so there's so many parts where he pops up and he's talking to Mr. Bandicoot himself. And I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. But I assume it's not important. <laughs> he's mostly just taunting you. I assume so. It's like those big guy in, um, at you. Mario 64. Whenever Bowser goes, and then Mario looks around, he's like, there's loudspeakers in here? There's an intercom yeah. system? <laughs> or is he just yelling from up the stairs? Yeah, it sounds like he's he's like everywhere all at once. Yeah. All right, so that, that game was pretty good. Recommend. Next one, Hydrophobia. Now, How this was a game. It's actually kind of interesting because the beginning is god awful. They do not want you to play this game. But after oh. they give you all the tools and the mechanics, all of a sudden the game makes sense. Once they give you the gun, it's like all of a sudden it becomes a better game. I did not know there was a gun. That's I did not make it that far. I remember now, I got I bought this game full price, which is it's an price? arcade game. It is so an arcade it was game. like it was like 15 bucks. I bought it with fucking Microsoft points. So oh, yeah, that's how old this game is. But um I I remember playing the first like 5 minutes and be like, "Wow, the water is amazing." And it literally I was it's like a water tech demo. That's all it really is. But that's it has it some stuff in it, but I just never got to that point because I had Halo 3 and Modern Warfare to play. And so I was like, There's "Why am I playing games. this?" Yeah. So you're better off not playing it though because the game I feel like it's good. It does some interesting things. The water effects are very dated at this point, as long yeah. as along with the swimming. And if you don't like underwater sections, then you're not gonna like hydrophobia because the whole premise yeah. is you're on a sinking ship. If you don't like underwater sections, play Starfield, where you cannot Which, dive. Weird thing, I don't know if this is just a weird thing about me, is like I like big spaceships. Another thing I like maybe is ever since seeing that one episode of Pokemon where they go on the the SS Anne and it flips upside down and they have to navigate the ship. As it's what? like sunk under the water. Do you remember that episode? No. Are okay. you sure you Dude, there's one episode where the SSN flips upside down and it goes to the bottom of the ocean just like the movie. Have you seen Poseidon? No. Okay. In the movie Poseidon, they make the world's biggest ship like the Titanic, but it flips over and goes upside down and then they have to work their way to the bottom of the ship that is now the top of the ship. Like picture a piece of paper and a pencil and it punches just... through it. You know? I'm just picturing that fucking level from Resident Evil in Ada's campaign. It's just like that. It's yeah, so like the terrible. stairs are on the ceiling. How are we gonna get there? Bulbasaur, use vine whip, and then they walk up the vines. There's this fucking iconic gaming together clip of me losing my goddamn mind. This is after like 18 hours of this game, too, and this game is just it's a lot on the brain. But um 
there are fucking like hatches all over the goddamn boat and they just don't make sense they just put them everywhere just to fucking confuse us there's so it's like if you think about where the floor would be because you're like walking on the wall i think at the time there's a hatch where the floor would be but then there's a hatch on the ceiling but then there's a hatch on the wall but it goes nowhere like it does, like it's just a hatch you that walk goes around to, a- to the other side of the wall and there's no hatch or anything on that side yeah. of the wall you're like, oh mm. my god yeah it's it's a incredible go look at our gaming together instagram i don't know what the at is or how that instagram thing works but it's down yeah. there somewhere but this game does interesting things it puts a lot of pressure on you because like the water will fill up certain areas and you'll open doors and it'll change water levels and you can blow open walls to add more water and so you're doing Garbage. like shoot it yeah it's, it's terrible to play I don't recommend it, especially after I finished like three hours of this game and it ends on a cliffhanger and it says, look for the sequel. In in 2013. Dude, they never came out. They canceled the sequel. So this game has no resolution. It basically, you climb to like the control room of the ship. They introduce a big bad and they're like, nobody can stop me now. And you're like in the the events looking down on them. And it's like, we'll see about that. Cox gun. By the way, you're Australian or something like that. You have an accent. Cunt. <laughs> yeah. You cock your gun and then you uh, turn around and then it's like rolls credits. And I'm like, what? That's it? Do not play this um, game. Yeah, it's not good. Remember when like we first wa- played Bioshock and like there's that opening scene where like the water's leaking into the into the little hallway thing and you're like, I bet if we stood here. It would fill up. That's how <laughs> realistic that. video games are now, but obviously it doesn't. This game, but Bioshock they do water. Fill up. Yeah, it's like the fucking developers are like, oh man, you know what I fucking really love? That's just not in video games, really. The Drowning. water temple from Ocarina of Time. Now, what if our whole level was just the water temple? You had a raise and lower water, water sections. You there's so many points where it's like you'll need to go in. You'll, you'll fight your way down a bunch of stairs and elevators and stuff, and then you'll get to the bottom. Oh, no, the place will flood. Surprise. Then you have to swim back up and then usually unlock a door doing a hacking minigame, literally a flooding hacking minigame as the room is flooding uh-huh. and you're starting to drown. So it's like if you were too slow coming back up, you have less time. God. There were points Nothing's- where I drowned while I was hacking. Nothing's more fun during a puzzle than being pressured. No, no pun intended, I guess. But pressure I guess water. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was 83. Next up, 84. Uh, Max Curse of the Brotherhood. This game is interesting because Whoa. I think this was one of the the earliest Xbox One games I played because they gave it away with Games for Gold. And I'm like, yeah. finally, modern, super HD graphics. Like, this is incredible. This is the Unreal Engine. This game sucks. I hate this game. <laughs> it looks like it sucks, dude. That's why I. I don't know. It. I, I. Okay, let me ask you this. The first, like, three hours sucks. But the last hour, after they give you all your abilities and they are getting rid of the kid gloves because they baby you so early on, they're like, oh, no, we need to find a way to push this button on the far side of the wall. And I'm like, all right, let's go push it. It's like, but it needs to stay pushed. So if only there was a crate nearby, well, you have a magic pencil that lets you draw objects out of, like, wood and stuff. Well, so like draw a crate. Yeah, just like Chalk Zone, except you're really limited on what you can draw. And then once they give you the ability to draw like fireballs and water, you know, sprays, the game gets much better. 
Dude, I would be a fucking demon if I was in shock zone. <laughs> He's just drawing everything. Like, oh no. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be trusted. I would be I, they would have to kill me fast. <laughs> they would have to kill me before I got too powerful. <laughs> what would you what would be the first thing you draw as like a tester to see how powerful you could be? Uh probably Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Like I'd draw that yeah, guy right kills away. You. <laughs> no, but he would I would I would draw like a nave patch on his shirt I'm like that's me i'm that guy and so you <laughs> go get them right, did they did you... they ever like, i don't remember chalk zone did they have minds the of their own i don't remember they the had rules. their own minds though i think they could disobey the master of the chalk what if i drew a mind control device first no see that's only what if you drew yourself as raucous or whatever is so it's like a clone of you but with oh those my powers. god it's like kirby ate baraka but it's me yeah holy shit that's incredible and then you're like hey it's me and they're like hey me because it's you and it knows you assuming it <laughs> comes it doesn't just arrive like a fresh goo 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 ga baby and it has like whatever yeah, memories I you i can't remember if they definitely had like memories when it's like i don't know if those memories this is what i was talking about last week when i was <laughs> i was going on that tangent and you and robert well, and no, Noyo i was I talking mean, about chalk zone is interesting but what's more interesting is if you think about foster's home for imaginary friends and where you anybody can literally yeah. imagine an imaginary friend so you can imagine like what is it from what is it from rick and morty a- adolf linkler <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Curse of Brotherhood, not good. Don't play it. Uh, next up, Garo Mao, or aka Fatal Fury Mark of the Wolves. This is like a an Xbox port of the Neo Geo arcade game. It has Terry in it from Final Fight. I think yeah. it's Final Fight that he's in. Uh, I don't know anything about this series besides I got this games for gold. But the pixel art, incredible, magnificent. Yeah. Like they did Magnifico. so good on the art on this, uh, which I assume is you know it's just part of the port. They probably just touched it up a little. But I am pretty trash at fighting games. It took me like twenty retries just to beat the story mode, but I made it. Also, Terry seems to be one of the best characters. But maybe it's because he was one of the few I could actually pull off his specials, like the 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 uppercut into the leg slam moves and stuff like that. Like, do you know anything about Final Fight? No, but um, I'm familiar. I'm pretty sure I got all the achievements in this game because I it's think a good these game. games just have easy achievements. But like, this was like during that era, that Neo Geo arcade stuff era, where there was like a thousand different fighting anime-looking fighting games, and they all like started collaborating with each other, like Darksiders and shit. Yeah, this is definitely a like. I don't know if Fatal Fury is a crossover title or if it's just like a like a special edition of the old fatal fury game or something but the mark of the wolves version i'm sure we could look it up like how there's like street fighter 2 super turbo edition or whatever championship turbo they just keep adding things to street fighter 2 i think you're thinking of dead rising yeah dead rising uh but that was 85 pretty good game i actually recommend that one uh (laughs) next up we were here expeditions, the game of the week that we played. We finished this one. It was only an Ooh. hour long. Not bad. 86. That leaves 14 titles, Nave. Do you think I'm going to make it? Well, yeah. I mean, at this rate. Yeah, and this then you rate. can start playing real games. Will I want to then? Or will I keep looking for short 
Short games. I don't think you're going to want to. I think I think once you get to like 93 or 94, you're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you're Dude, like, I, I'm already <sighs> seeing it. I'm starting to line up. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to play through all the Yakuza's. Uh, next, I'm going to finish Starfield. I'm going to finish Hoggers. I'm going to finish, um, what other games was I lining up? Oh, on my little Game Boy. Well, not just on my Game Boy, but on my Switch. I own copies of the remaster of Final Fantasy IX. Uh, I want to start 10 as well. Oh, like, uh, there's so many of these games that I want to play that are like massive work? RPGs. How does so, it work with like analog sticks? Uh, well, the PlayStation 1 didn't have analog sticks for a lot of the games. Yeah, but 10 is a PS2 game. Is it? Yes. Oh. Are you sure? Honestly, 10 came out. Like, yes, I'm so unbelievably sure of that. No, hold on. It was the first one. The ninth one was the... There was only All a trilogy right, right of here. PS1 Final games. Fantasy 10 was released on PlayStation 2. <laughs> is that not what I said? I don't <laughs> yeah, remember. that's what you said. You're going to oh, gaslight I, me on this. Okay, I think I might be thinking of the library. They have a copy of... 10 and 10 2 HD remaster for like yeah. 360 or something like that. I don't know. But I'm definitely going to play those. And like, there's so many of these like massive RPGs. Um, the stars when we sleep, or what's it called? Chrono uh, Cross. Chrono Cross. Uh, Wait, that's you a talking about Sea of Stars? Sea of Stars. That just came out too. I need yeah. to go back and fi- like, there's Octopath. mostly massive RPGs that I need to go back and finish. Yeah. I got that Chrono Cross game on on the xbox 2 that's just been downloaded and sitting there i paid full price for i also bought the star ocean oh, game the a lot personas? of stars going on dude i want yeah, to do persona. star oceans as well like especially persona, like, i mean you could put those star oceans on the shelf for a while those are not actually very highly regarded but not i thought the old ones were popular like i think there's a star ocean playstation one game that is well regarded is there i don't know i the only one i've played is till the end of time which i was like this ain't no lost odyssey and then I just started playing Call of Duty again. <laughs> yes. There's Star Ocean. The Spoon Story? I don't know. The text is really small. Oh, the second story, not Spoon Story. I don't know. But those those are a lot of games that I want to play that I will be getting to shortly. So that moves right into what did Nave buy, or did you wrap that up with Katamari? Uh, yeah, I just bought Katamari. <laughs> Speaking of debt, let's thank our patrons that are helping us alleviate our debt. <laughs> Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and the Intergalactic, Intergalactic Pinecone, which, uh, you know, watched uh, Intergalactic Pinecone play a lot of Crash Bandicoot. Thanks, boys. Oh, yeah. I can do without you. And, uh, old, what is it? Fucking Donkey Kong. Yeah, a lot of Donkey Kong. Donkey which Kong I tried City. picking that up. Those are significantly, I think those are harder than the Crash games. The 2D Donkey Kong games? Yeah, Kong for sure. Because I tried playing that and I like died on the first level and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it as I just yeah, back it takes out of the minute. game. It takes a minute for Crash to get harder. But but I think like I think the hardest Crash Bandicoot levels are harder than anything in Donkey Kong Country. Dude, it's yeah, like the last, the last world of two, like I was using save states and going like step <laughs> by step because of how brutal some of the platforming was. And I'm like... How did they expect people to do this with like limited lives? Meanwhile, like you cut back to like those those videos where it's like people reading Reddit to Subway Surfer videos, or but it's like Crash Bandicoot in the background, just like Gosh. running. Yeah, like, dude, the first one too boring because they made the tri- the insane trilogy, and I was like, I'm gonna get all the achievements in this, 
And fuck no, I didn't. I, I think I quit on the first <laughs> game. I was like, I don't even want to play the second game now. I got I'm fucking so mad at the first game. It's so frustrating. Dude, there's like the there's last couple levels. crap that comes yeah. up. At least with save states, like if I could make it over one obstacle, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to save state because otherwise I would spend like 30 minutes on like one level and run out of lives. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, but it's like you watch these fucking speed runs of people doing Ocarina it's of a Time and like run. doing and like yeah. they 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 like do frame perfect. They drop the bug in the in the thing and then go into the backflip onto the teleporter and then get killed instantly by the boss and it pushes them through the wall. And I'm like, how do people fucking do this? And then it's like I play Crash Bandicoot level level at the end and I'm like, oh yeah, it's because we grew up on this. That's why people can do this ridiculous shit. God. Which I when, just I watched this fucking amazing summoning salt video about dude, uh, I love summoning salt. Two. I love I'm summoning super, salt too. Dude, okay, he, dear listeners, I'm summoning salt. He's this dude, he talks in a very like standard voice, very and he just relays facts related to speedruns. But he does a lot of Mario Kart stuff. I've watched so much Mario Kart speedrun information or like the the Jack and Dexter like stuff yeah. was like Jack and Dexter one where they're, they're just trying to cross a lava lake or something like that. And it's an hour yep. long video just discussing it. Or I think he also did like Kingsfield. Was it Kingsfield or not Kingsfield? I'm trying to remember which ones, but he did like old RPGs and stuff or like click adventures. Point yeah. Click he adventures. does. He, he, his main series are like the history of different world records and like in different categories. And so, but like like this episode this video I'm talking about is not one of those but he'll be like this is the history of 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 Super Mario Galaxy speedruns or whatever and then he'll go through 2 hours of like how each record got dropped lower and lower and stuff like that but um this video is literally just the history of World 52 and Super Mario 2 and it is how that level is so insane and how it, how long it took people to start breaking it and how it changed the entire speed run because of the tech that they used in this one level, like they, they just discovered. And what's really fucking awesome is that they went, they went like a decade of like of doing this crazy shit, and then some random person tran like translated this Japanese uh, like strategy like website from like fucking 1999 and one of the and there was a trick in there that no one had discovered and so people were like what and so they just they just in this random website that no one ever checked yeah and so well no because if the japanese knew then someone would have sped run and did did the trick right and so yeah you're right it's incredible like speed running is awesome especially those old 2d games because they're so fucking broken it's hilarious. <laughs> We're so broken. It's like, I'm going to make Mario run backwards and do a perfect pixel jump that'll let me phase between these two blocks. And then I'll pop out over here, but it'll set the coin counter to negative, which will actually move me to this level. There's a lot of good stuff. All right, Nave, that brings us to our next section. The Am I the <laughs> Asshole? You want to pick one or do you want me to grab one? Uh, Who picked one last? I think you picked the last one. You, you usually have the guests do it. All right, you do it then. All right. Uh, do you want a spicy one or a silly one? Uh, let's go spicy. Party Animals is coming out, Philip. I know. I'm, I was super excited for it, too. I'm not sure if this is spicy or depressing, but here you go. My favorite. I'm sure we'll be able to make it both. All right. Uh, I did not get any warnings for this one, but I assume it's regular stuff. And quick burner burner account check. Burner account check. What is this? Makes a good sandwich. Yep. Uh, in fact, is burner account, I think. Because, <laughs> but, but do you see his other post? Yes. 
right. one other post. He did two posts with his it. burner account. Yeah. His his other post was, I'm glad my father died. And it's to the toxic parents uh, subreddit. Oh, and he this talks is about, a really long. This is a really the, long read. And it has one? zero comments. The, I'm glad my father died. You. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's just, oh my god, it's so long. Yeah. This guy's just putting out his whole... Dude, this is brutal. Yeah, have you been sk- skimming through Dude, it? Yeah, this is... There's what one did you... Okay, I sat mm. in the hospital room with my mom and my sisters as I watched them flatline. Let's not read this one. <laughs> yeah, let's not read this one. Is this other one going to be similar to that? It's not that bad. But that's the kind of person we're dealing with, to start with. Yeah, the person that doesn't like... Whoa, this is interesting. So, it's not that interesting. But for some reason, within the first two paragraphs of both of these on his burner account, he uses a fucking fraction. Do you see that? Like, the literal... Not one and then a slash and then two, but literally the, the fraction like symbol. auto-formatter or something. On, like, maybe he wrote it on his phone since it's a block of text. And it automatically the other one. It. The other one is... a. Uh, paragraphs and stuff i don't know doesn't right. matter let's get just weird because you don't see that you don't see that normally the actual this three is from quarters makes a good sandwich two months ago am i the asshole for asking my fiance not to play with my video games strong start mm. i'm male 47 my fiance is female 43 i have gradually pieced together a home arcade with arcade one-up machines oh we've talked about this before on the pod yeah there's like mini arcade cabinets Oh, he goes on to say, they're basically three-fourth scale arcade cabinets with multiple <laughs> games built into each one. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They typically range from $300 to $700. Ouch, for an arcade cabinet? For yeah, just, dude, they're expensive. I was looking so at expensive. one. I was looking at a Mortal Kombat one, and it was like 500 bucks. And I was like, fuck. For, for Mortal Kombat? Like the early one? Yeah, I think it has three of them in there. I think it has oh the first God. three. Or God, I can't, I can't remember. Imagine. Like, that's, that's enough to buy an Xbox One, you know? Yeah, but isn't it cool? Like getting drunk with the boys and going to the garage and. But it's also three fourth scale, so it's slightly smaller. You're going to be like rubbing shoulders with anyone you're playing with. Yeah. All right. Imagine if it was like Gauntlet, like a four or like Rampage. You remember that Rampage game? I mean, have you seen the uh, the Simpsons one up machine? Uh, Oh yeah. It sticks out and like has like attachments on the side. So people are like not even standing in front of the machine anymore. They're like on the side of the machine. <laughs> it looks really bad. The, like the glare from the fucking the, the ceiling fan light. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I have acquired five of them over the course of four years. God. I want to preface this next part by first explaining that my fiance has cerebral palsy. It mostly affects okay. her right arm and hand. They don't work very well. Okay. The first machine I bought was Mortal Kombat, which turns oh, out to be her weird. favorite game. Oh, nice. So I invited her to play. Due to her condition, she was very rough on the joystick and buttons, causing the entire machine to rock on his base. Due to these being made for home and not a ar- high-traffic arcade, I wasn't sure how much abuse the thing could handle, so I asked her to try and play more carefully. Unfortunately, due to her difficulties she faces with her right arm and hand, it was the best she could do. I explained my concern, and she got offended. She took it as a personal attack. I tried to explain that I was just concerned that this $300 machine that I saved several months to buy could be damaged due to rough handling. It turned into an argument. See, she would never touch them again. Over the last few years, I had a new machines and have repeatedly invited her to play in the arcade. 
Several of the arcade cabinets I added are joystick only and don't require button use, or at least rapid button use, which is way easier for her to play gently. Basically, it boiled down to, if I can't play all the machines, I don't play any of them. I love this woman dearly, and I'm very sympathetic to everything she's had to deal with over the years. I jumped in whether she wants to help or not. Yeah, that's, I love this woman. I, I think I might have messed that up. She's had to deal with over the years. I jumped in. Weird. Whether she wants help or not. She always tells me that I don't have to do that, but if I can make her situation easier, why wouldn't I? Most recently, I had upgraded to a newer version of the market, the Mortal Kombat Arcade 1-Up cabinet, so it's two now, and the older one went into storage. I don't know why I hadn't thought of it right away, but I brought the older one back into the house and gifted it to her so she could play it whenever she wanted. She thanked me, but she never plays it. I asked her about it, and it turned into another fight. I feel like I've taken her feelings into consideration and offered several solutions, but she has rejected them. I really don't want to be an asshole here, so I'm very open to suggestions and thoughts. Oof. Uh... All right, so if we boil down all the fluff, this guy collects these one-up arcade cabinets that are pretty expensive. His wife can't control her muscles. She wanted to play with him, but she was too rough. He told her to stop. And now she doesn't want to play anymore, no matter how much he asks. Yeah, I Thoughts? don't think I don't think there are. This is a weird one. I don't think there are any assholes here. Now I that think was the that vote. This is... Everyone agreed that there was no assholes here. With the uh, how many replies were there? Eight. Not many. So eight yeah. people decided there were no assholes here. I have, it's weird because it's like, she can't control what she's doing, but that also is like, if you're, if you, if it's an expensive thing that you want, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like, cause I don't care about arcade cabinets or anything. And it's like my controllers break all the time. Cause my friends are fucking assholes and they don't care about my things, but it's like, okay, so it's like if my rock band drums broke because my friend wouldn't stop slamming on it. You know what I mean? I would have yeah. quite a bit of an issue with that. But it's not like my friend can't control his muscles. And it's also if, like, my friend couldn't control his muscles, I'd be like, maybe don't play the drums. I don't know. This is well, weird. This is a weird situation. No, I mean, we've already had a similar stance with this. Like, not to compare the wife. Well, I am comparing the wife to a child, but not because of her condition or anything. You know, I'm not ableist or discriminating against handicapped people but you talked about how you didn't let uh your nephews and nieces or nephews uh play on your rock band stuff because they're yeah children yeah they don't fucking understand yeah or they won't and i've already i've already had that situation before because my drum set used to have the pro symbols on it and then my ex's little brothers broke them by hanging off of them when i was not when i was not at home so I know it's a different situation with children, but I don't think it's that different. Yeah, I mean, it, the only difference is that the this fiance can a hundred percent like she's completely she's not a child when she's being told that he doesn't want her to play the game with her. It also is kind of shitty because like it's her favorite. If Mortal Kombat's her favorite game, I mean, that would probably feel pretty bad that your your condition is damaging the thing that your husband 
spent money on like saved up to spend and then maybe play with you also but like it's like something that it's like how are you supposed to foresee that situation you know what i mean before you bought the thing yeah it's that's real tough but honestly i think he may have been an asshole to just say i don't know like that she couldn't play it I don't think well, I feel well, like he didn't it, say that he said that he explained his concern and she got offended and took it as a personal attack. And then she won't play because he didn't she didn't want to break it no matter yeah, how I mean, hard he it could asks. be like it like she just might not be compu- communicating her exact feelings. Maybe she herself is worried that she might break it. And so she doesn't even want to risk it at this point. But and it, then at she this can't point communicate it's like, that. Like it and at this point it doesn't matter because she now associates it with like all of that negativity, all that negative emotion. You know, this you know, is because even though he has another one now and he gave her the the first one, she doesn't want to mess with it. It's like that probably indicates that, you know, she's just upset about the entire situation in general. She didn't want the arcade cabinet, she just wanted to like have that moment with him. And then he was more worried about the money than having fun with her. You know, and so it was instead of having like this cool thing, which is what the husband's thinking, the fiance's thinking about the cool moment that they're having. Does that make sense? And then since he ruined that moment, she now associates the whole thing with her having fun and then suddenly being shot down because of the way that she like something that she that's beyond her control. So. It's weird because, like, the machine, like, if it's highlighting that it's $300, I feel like an easier move, assuming, like, it seems like his wife is a gamer as well. If they went in for, like, the, what's it called, the ADAPT controller for Xbox? Oh, yeah, the, I I can't remember what it's called, but keep going. I'll, I'll uh, adaptive I, controller, that's what it is. The, yeah, the adaptive controller. This is, like, a super accessibility kit that can simulate an Xbox controller with tons of add-ons like basically any setup you can imagine like you could be almost fully paraplegic and still use it it can hook up to like foot pedals to buttons this is the type of thing like i i think you can even control certain things which is like eye movements if you wanted to there's like other ways they could be gaming together and i there's probably a xbox port of the mortal kombat arcade game if they really want to play mortal kombat together yeah, so, but that's not a cool arcade thing because yeah, these guys are fifty. Yes. Yeah. So like the they they he's bought multiple of these. He's definitely trying to relive that like experience arcade that he had because we didn't have that. No, definitely. I I never went like, to we arcade. We had bowling alleys. Place or bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. This is tough. I think he was a bit of an asshole coming in strong at the beginning, but it seems like she reacted pretty harshly. But I kind of agree with you that there are no assholes here. But this is definitely a a very sticky situation. Yeah, there, I mean, as us, as per usual, there's probably a lot of things underneath all of this. They're left out, yeah. That I mean, like, because you when you have these situations, it's like, yeah, this is the situation, but like, oh, there's so many things tangled up in the situation that he couldn't possibly explain or might not even understand that are part of the situation. That like they're both kind of a little resentful towards each other. For I assume, well, it's a fiance, so maybe they haven't been together. Oh. No, never mind. That's this how many it's he's got. Been like years. It's been, it's been so years, been. yeah. But so she might have been like girlfriend before this. I don't know. I think he could have been more graceful, obviously, and I'm just let her let her it's go hard. ham on it. 
Like yeah, he's, apparently I mean, he has other machines. Well, at first it was his new toy. Oh like yeah, he only right. had this one. Was the first one. Yeah, and then he since got more. So it's like, I understand it's his new toy, but it's also like you hurt her feelings, dog. But I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, like this because it's not her fault. But it's also like you it have it's like you can have more empathy for the situation. But the fiance maybe should be a little bit more empathetic to him as well about the about the things he wants to collect you know like if you have a condition that makes it hard for you to be gentle with delicate objects then you should maybe not put yourself in a situation too often where you're handling delicate objects not that i'm like victim blaming or anything but like it like relationships are about compromise and you, he's cl- they're clearly compromising a lot just having like so s- her having cerebral palsy and him being there for her and stuff like that that's that's a lot of compromise already on top of what seems kind of insignificant which is just playing the video games but yeah but stuff is this feels like uh this could be a budding resentment type thing because anytime he goes to the room to play the arcade cabinets seems like she's probably not going with him and yeah like everyone can have their own hobbies but this feels like a weird relationship sticking point. Uh, as for suggestions for this guy, because he's asking for suggestions. Uh, apparently, she's not very receptive to, I don't know, offering to try, but I don't know. It's, it's tough because it, it seems like a dead end in a lot of directions. I would say get some things for her in that room. Um, maybe. Oh, yeah, that'd like, be good. So that you, so that even though even though she's not playing the arcade cabinets, she could like spend time with you in there doing something else. Because that Cause was something that I did. Gifted her the old one, but and she didn't want she, it. She doesn't want to play it. Um, whenever me and Madeline were here in the same house together, I have like we had the secondary when bedroom we when we were here, Friendship Edition, which is <laughs> when we broke up. <laughs> That's what it became. Uh, so she was she didn't have anything to do and me and my friends would go into the side room and play magic and then it turned into just kind of the boys den that entire room which it was supposed to be kind of be for both of us so i kind of just like maneuvered things around so that she could sew and do her random shit whenever we're not using it and then whenever we are using it we moved a tv and a chair in there so that she could play kingdom hearts on the playstation 2 and stuff like that just kind of vibe out we had the other xbox in there too so that Netflix and stuff like that could be in there. So it was like we we kind of just accommodated for that because she would just sit in the living room and do nothing while because they're because what else was she gonna do? So I'd sit there and watch us play our card game. You know, I kind of obviously it's not the same, but I kind of struggle with this too. With like, for instance, when I edit the pod, this is gonna be really weird counter tangent, but it's like I don't want to be like separated from Jana and the baby and like leave her to take care of the baby downstairs. And I can't really bring Arthur upstairs because then he'll try to pull the monitors off the computer stands and stuff. So I don't know if I've sent it to you, but my setup is like I have a laptop that's on the TV stand and I just like stand by the wall next to the TV and I edit the pod like standing there because if I bring the laptop off of it, Arthur will then try to send the laptop to the floor where it belongs. So I have to like keep it out of his reach. And so I just stand there and do all the editing, you know, like a standing desk type thing. Yeah. And it's just something I do that it's not like, if I honestly said like, Hey Jane, I'm going to go out of the pod for a couple hours. She'd be like, fine. But 
I want to be around. You know, I don't want to just disappear upstairs for that long. You ever think about telling Arthur to stop? So don't I do try. that. He barely understands. Like he's starting to understand words. Like he'll yell at the dog. Like the dog will be on the couch, and I'll be like, "Indy, off the couch!" And he'll look at the dog and be like, "Off the couch!" Not exactly. He's just like off, off repeatedly. <laughs> he'll look at the dog and he'll be like, "Oh shit!" Dude, he really loves that dog. He like grabs a hold of it and hugs it and stuff. Yeah, dude, dogs are. It's wild because my Molly is so fucking insane, and she has so much energy, and she's so violent. She's not violent, but she like has so much love and playful and jo- playfulness and joy. She just wants to scratch and bite and like play with the ball and bounce and off wrestle, of you and do yeah. all kinds of crazy. She just wants to party. And then whenever children come around, she is so gentle with them. It's so she has the exact same amount of energy. And then the moment she's a millisecond away from them, it's just ex- extreme stop, a hundred G's in her brain, you know. But then she's just like licking their face and just like nuzzling them and stuff. And I'm like, it's crazy, like how I don't know. It's like how do you know that that baby doesn't need to be slapped around like you slapped me around, Molly? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't so know. A couple just, times the dog has run by and just bodied Arthur. Yeah. Well, is was it was it did it know Arthur was there? No, it's always unintentional. Like he just yeah. doesn't see him as he sneaks up behind her and she turns around and gives him a full judo chop in the throat with her schnoz. <laughs> Dude, I, there is this. I saw my dad showed me this home video, one of the rare home videos, and it I, there was a part in it that I will never forget. I don't remember anything else on the home video, but. Uh, it's baby me and i'm like running across the road right and and his dog at a time was a rottweiler and the rottweiler ran to me and it knocked me over because it was running too fast <laughs> at me and then so it's me running dog runs across bumps into me i fall over and then you just hear my dad go ah! and then it just cuts instantly <laughs> like <he> just... <laughs> oh my god that's pretty good that's some good stuff yeah all right but anything more for this asshole uh nope yeah oh asshole i mean no assholes i guess yeah no real assholes but uh just communicate better that's where a lot of these relationship ones come down to is everyone needs to actually put out what they're really feeling because it feels like neither side's giving enough information to actually like get through this that's the problem though it's scary to communicate about stuff like this because it's like if you want to be open and communicate and really get down to the bottom of it, sometimes when you pull on that thread, it goes underneath the car, the rug where you've been sweeping shit the whole time. And it starts pulling on something way bigger that you weren't ready to fight about. You know, I don't know. maybe we should, uh, you want to role play this? I'll be makes a good sandwich and you be fiance. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know how this is going to go. This is the first for everyone. Hey, fiance, you know, my arcade cabinets. Oh, you mean the ones that you're always playing on? You mean the ones that you're always playing on in the garage? Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, we're getting older lately. We're in our late 50s, and I just want to feel a little bit of nostalgia. So for the last couple of years, I have just been buying these up, trying to relive my youth. And when I'd be creaming fools down at the the soda pop hut on Mortal Kombat, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I asked you not to play them because you're ridiculously strong with your condition <laughs> and you're just smashing the controls around. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about that. Oh yeah. Well, maybe you should ask Heather from accounting to play with you then. Hale. No, no, no. Don't bring Heather into this. <laughs> well, well, maybe you shouldn't have brought Heather into our relationship. There's only one way to settle this. Yeah. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. <laughs> then it's solved. We fucking solved it.
No, he just has to challenge her. I don't know. Challenge her. Yeah. yeah, finisher. Finisher. All right, let's take a break and then we can uh, talk about our game of the week. Music plays. Boom, 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 boom. Do you need a break? You remember at the beginning of this when we're like, man, I don't know if we're going to have a lot to talk about. You think want to do two Am I the Assholes? Yeah. And we now don't it's need an two hour and a half. And it... <laughs> Turns out we just like to talk. And we're back. We were here, Expeditions, The Friendship. Developed by Total Mayhem Games and published. Released September 14th, only five days ago. Store description. Think you and your bestie can take on any challenge together? We'd like to see you try. This new bite-sized standalone We Were Here experience will really put your friendship to the test. To prove that your friendship can overcome anything, you will need to take on several puzzling challenges. It's all about communication, teamwork, dot, 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 and trust. Talk together, work together, and most of all, believe in your friend. Currently free on the Steam store. Now, real, real Wait, quick, free? The, the free on the Steam store. See, it, it's supposed to be free until October 13th. And when I was talking to our contact uh, for the publication company that like represents Total Mayhem Games. We got a uh, code for this, by the way. Yeah, we received a review code, but the game is apparently free. I could not find a way to, because she said, just download it for free on Xbox. And I went and I could not find a way to download it for free. It was still listing at the, I think it's like $4.99 on Xbox. And I was like, it's not free outrageous. on Xbox. I know, it's that's, that's actually not outrageous for the amount of games. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty rageous. Yeah. But currently on Steam. <laughs> Extremely rageous. Yeah, it is currently free for the next month, which I think is pretty interesting. It's very interesting because there's this is supposed to be a series. I think there's supposed to be two more of these, uh, what are they called, the Expeditions games. And we saw a little yeah. teaser of that on the map because it's all set in a theme park. And it's like, this is the, I don't know, third or fourth We Were Here game we've talked about. It's almost rivaling Gears or Halo as far as the series we have covered the most. Uh which do you think it's beaten it yet? I don't know how many how many halos have we done. It hasn't beaten Chris Chan yet. Yeah. Oh, but there was a new episode of Chris Chan. Yes, I there was. We didn't talk about it. God, uh, do you want to talk about it? It's fucking things are coming to a head. This is the this was the segment or this episode. Chris, well, okay. So there's a a was it a public shooter? <laughs> oh my god i never knew about this i could not committed suicide before he was arrested which is a rabbit hole on on its own there is a randy stare the fucking shooter oh he also believes he's an alternate dimensional being though yes i i I understood the parallels but once i so i never thought i'd hear that i never thought i would hear about this person in the christian documentary i never knew about any of this stuff it is egregious what Christian decided to do. What was he thinking? Uh, it wasn't even that. Oh. So, oh, dear listeners, though, if you're unfamiliar, there's this shooter. I don't remember his name. What do you know it? Randy Stare. Randy Stare. Wait, let me. I mean, maybe. Oh. I think he was a public shooter, not school yes. related. Randy Stare. I think he, he committed I think suicide. They changed their name. Ghost. The, Ghost. Ghost Sona. Andrew Blaze. Oh, his his ghost oh, yeah. Sona. That's yeah, his that's persona. His, 
his interdimensional form is Blaze. Yeah, which is the that's the problem too. So this person, so Chris Chan is is so what Chris Chan is to Sonic and Pikachu, this person is to Danny Phantom. This is the Chris. This is the Chris Chan of Danny Phantom. It's funny that you can say those words. <laughs> they yeah. actually make sense. <laughs> oh, where are we as a hum- as a hu- as the human race? What happened? Every step we stray farther from God's light. Oh, whatever. This is. I just realized. I just typed in Randy Stare and then just I clicked on the first thing and it is the quickie that I'm on. So this is the Chris Chan related. I can He's read really subplot. Oh my god! But if I remember correctly from the the episode. Chris pretended to be the spirit embodiment and tried to talk about how, like, uh, try to interact as Blaze and even partially explained his shooting reasons. Yeah. So he was going on record saying, like, this is why I shot all those people. And, God, it's just a nightmare. And, of course, everyone's like, Chris, don't. Chris, please stop. But all of his white knights that are trying to protect him cannot stop him from basically, I don't know, going insane on the internet and har- harassing the, the survivors and victims of this attack, or like the, the family members of the victims are probably, you know, getting exposed to this insane yeah. guy on the internet saying that he is channeling the, their family member's killer in another world and that he's, oh God, like, and that it happened for a reason. What was the other thing? There was like people that died in a fire too. And he was saying that this is just the beginning of, the of end the of the world and the merge and that yeah, the, everything's going to be okay. And all those people are now Sonic OCs in another world. And that's okay that they died. God, he's, I insane. just want to, okay. So I just, I, here's the transcript of it. And I've just been glancing through it for a little bit. I mean, here, do you want to look at it while I'm not talking? really, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the quickie. So there's nothing bad here, but, um, so he speaks. So essentially, Chris Chan is having the seance with the sh- the shooter as his ghost form in the dimension of Danny Phantom, which is separate from the dimension that Sonic is from, but not from OCs or something. I don't know. But anyways, he's like speaking as Randy, saying, "I haven't met so many celebrities, and you know, they saw the creepy guys and whatnot, even Beetlejuice." Quite a decent bunch of creeps and ghouls and other individuals who just, we're stuck in this, this is essentially limbo. I mean, if we're not reborn into another body or whatever, this is where we end up. Pretty righteous. Like, speaking as a fucking. And then he starts rambling about the merge and how Chris Chan is correct. And you should. You just went over the part where the mass murder thing, he said he did it because he was recruiting for his ghost squad by making ghosts. That is kind of what he was doing though. <laughs> he was say not to joke or anything, but that is what Randy was talking about a little bit. And also the, the Randy stare thing is pretty dark because obviously it ended with loss of life. And, but it is Randy's changed their name because they're also transgender, but I can't find where they changed their name. It just keeps saying, Andrew Blaze is Randy Stare the na- changed name? I can't remember. It's been so long since I looked into this. But there is some. There's a really good YouTube video for this for people who are interested in that. But let, just so everyone knows, obviously we've said it a hundred times at this point. But 
this is a much darker story than Chris Chan, even though Chris Chan is already very dark. Which he's also not at Chris right now. He is Sonic Shield. Chris is in another realm. Yes. So So he is an alter ego at this point. Um the the video I'm thinking of is a 46 minute long or about a 47 minute long documentary from a YouTube channel called Explore With Us. YouTuber turned mass murderer, the insane case of Randy Stair. That's the video. Um, I, he killed three people in the supermarket that he worked at. It's very disappointing. And also, the thing is, is that they kept saying they were going to do it. They kept he he would or she would I don't know. They would just leave weapons laying around. They had a sawed off shotgun. They just had bullets laying around the house. Their parents did nothing. They said on multiple times and on Twitter and all kinds of social media that they were there was an event coming up and that everyone should be ready and that the ghost army was going to get bigger and they uh, and this was this is a you watch their videos and they're like okay this person's clearly something's wrong with them even way early on this person's clearly very kind of strange and so and they're just like an edgy weirdo you know what I mean like yeah. So you you see it and you're like, yeah, they're just being an edgy weirdo, but unfortunately it wasn't the case for this person. So I don't know. It just makes everything fucking hard for everybody, these kind of people. It just ruins everything because one of the things is that he liked to – or I mean they like to tra- dress up in, fem- in their mom's clothes and stuff and like pretend they were a female and, that, and then they started doing like the trans- transitioning thing. But like this – their actions because they were they were misunderstood and they were angry about all of that but like their actions immediately damaged the communities that they're in that they're upset aren't being treated properly right it makes me frustrated it's a fucking really disgusting story but i mean it's got 12 million views so apparently a lot of other people are with me and just wanting to know more about this shit anyway anyways we were here uh, <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate it. Fuck, I can't. We did. Ah, God. Yeah, so that's a yikes on the Chris stuff this week. It's one thing whenever he's just yeah. being insane by himself, but whenever he's involving anyone else and harassing survivors, it's probably not not a good week. Yeah. Uh, but history with the game. Yeah, we played a bunch of the We Were Here games at this point. I'm a We We Were Here fan. I'm a We Were Here yep. fan. I am here. It's, well, it's to the point where uh, I am here. Yeah. Uh, it's to the point where um, we're comparing puzzles to other we were here puzzles. Where <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're, oh, we're in the in the mix now. Yeah, like it's like oh, in order to understand the puzzle better, I'm like oh, I think this is kind of like the what's it called puzzle, and we'll just describe that puzzle. And you're like oh, okay, I, I get it, and then we would just continue. So for hours played, we played about an hour, but we could. Could have played more if we wanted to, if we wanted to go for better high scores, but we had yeah. to cut it because the whole time we were playing, Arthur was also losing his goddamn mind. So every two seconds, I'd be like, hold on, Nave," And I'd yeah. like chase down Arthur. And then you're I was like, like, oh wait, my God, I, I, I just need you to tell me what, what symbol it is. What symbol is it? And then I come back. I'm like, all right, what are we doing, Nave? Oh, hold on. Baby's screaming again. And I have to like run away real quick. So I'm sure that was not an, an it's not conducive to solving puzzles. But we still managed to solve all the puzzles. Yes. Uh, this game is kind of interesting because it has like... It's, so as opposed to the other We Were Here games, I'm not sure about... Because we skipped one or maybe two. But uh, 
the other the the ones that we played didn't have this type of system where there's essentially a, a bronze silver and gold threshold for each puzzle and so we didn't actually get gold on anything yeah we got silver on all of them but we ended up settling on a bronze on the final after we tried multiple times to get more points on the final one well let's just go through the puzzles because these are relevant the whole framing narrative is that you're going through like a a piratey themed uh boat ride in a theme park and this is kind of weird because like we were both kind of wishy-washy on this because i like the jester i like the castle i like the other stuff that we went through uh, but this is definitely like, oh, theme park. Just It's an expedition. It's a bite-sized fun. So I can kind of get behind that. This is just like if you just wanted a taste, a little a little taste of an hour of We Were Here instead of the adventure of puzzles that is We Were Here Forever. Like yeah, We Were Here Forever we're here. is a monster compared to this game. Yeah, it's but this is also smaller than the original We Were Here as well. It's like maybe two-thirds the size of the original which seemed kind of like a like uh well i don't know because it was a lot more this is a lot less involved than the original too so it's like there's a there's a couple of like trade-offs it's an interesting point but like i think hitting on the the puppet master and stuff like that that even existed and we were here the first one there was kind of a scary vibe yeah. Again, we we didn't we haven't played all of them, so there were some in the middle. We played the first one and then the last one and then this one, and uh, so there's some stuff we missed in the middle. But as far as we're concerned, the game had like this spooky vibe to it, and that is completely absent in this. So as far as like getting a taste of we were here, that's kind of interesting because you would get this happy go lucky very like child kind of child friendly like environment i don't know if each like expedition is gonna have a different vibe you know maybe that's gonna be the case but like like, like i didn't read the titles of the other expeditions let me see if i can pull this up because whenever you first get there there's like a sign that's there that shows them all and then philip uh astutely uh guessed that maybe these are the expeditions and this is the first because the first there was three and one of them said Whatever this one's called, I forget. Friendship. The friendship. I don't know. Like I can't see. Oh, the, the friendship! It's a ship. We're building it's a ship. Boat. Yeah, you build a sh- you build a ship together. <laughs> I just got it. I just got it just now. Really? Oh my. Yes. God. They even capitalized the ship in the title. That's it's how like I got friend it. Friendship. Because I was like, I forgot the name of this expedition. I went back and read it, and I saw the capital S. All right, so let's go through the puzzles real quick. Stared. There's only three of them. Uh, it doesn't really matter if we explore these because you still have to solve them. Uh, the dancing puppets. This was a very traditional We Were Here puzzle with symbols and communication. It required some fast reflexes, which I'm sure we could have gotten the gold if we just kept trying. But this one, not a bad puzzle. Pretty simple. Yeah. Well, so also we didn't understand it completely. So we we restarted like six or seven times before. And the reason why we didn't understand it is because I'm incompetent. And I, so there are three curtains and one opens up and has a bunch of buttons, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I would run up to that side and I would just stare at the buttons. But it wasn't just one that opened up, dear listener. It was two that opened up. And the second one would have a puppet doing like a, a, a jig, a Fortnite emote. He's and, doing an emote, yeah. And uh, so I, that was critical information for me to relay to Philip. So Philip would, so... Philip on his side would have like a bunch of like 
puppets doing a thing and each one had a symbol attached to it and so philip would be like sad banana and i'd be like uh i see a regular banana and so i just pushed that button because <laughs> i didn't know i was supposed <laughs> to be looking at the Fortnite emote yeah so i mean this puzzle really reminds me of the first game where the librarian had all the information he just needed whatever context clues from the other person yeah, but the interesting thing about this is that once you get to the threshold of bronze, it switches, and then the player that had the buttons now is the one that has the information. So now both players are kind of equally involved in the puzzle, rather than one player having exact exclusively one experience and the other player having exclusively the other. Yeah, uh, I know. Well, it separates you at the beginning of this as you get off the boat, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if it matters which side we got. Because oftentimes in the We Were Here's, you do different things based on where you go. So one of us might have been better suited to a different puzzle. But this didn't matter because we both got a chance to basically do either side of the, the puzzle. Yeah. All right, next puzzle. Uh, maps and markers. Uh, this was a weird hex-based carcass zone. A lot of logic and math. I still don't super understand this, but it was basically like you're supposed to be placing... Uh, markers, which I had the markers, and Nave had the tiles, and so he yeah. would build the map that I could place the markers on, and the way he connected them would provide a multiplier against the markers I placed that were touching each other in three separate colors. So this one got really complex really fast. I don't know if we would ever gotten gold on this. What? I think I could, so towards the end I was starting to understand it. The pillars were the one the ones that you had, the pillars were the ones that did the multiplier, I think. Well, it multiplies against each other. No, the multiply you so your if you had 3 pillars touching each other, that would be times 3. Th- times 3. And times then on my side the tiles that you had touching. Yeah, right? but I, what I'm saying is that your number or what am I saying? It doesn't matter. Either it way. Matter. It's was this the transitive property? Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to do fucking calculus when it's just this times this. Yeah, this times this. I'm being silly. And you had to get all the points. So you had to get all the green, all of blue, or all of red up to a certain point. Uh, it's just the, logic I think, and math. I think the reason why I was in my head, my it was like you're doing the multiplier because your numbers were always smaller than my numbers. Because my num I would get like six or seven things and you would get like times three. And times yeah. four, maybe, because your thing, my things had you had like one pillar that was one color, and that is what you do. But I would have a tile that would have all three colors, and then I just carcassone like spun it around until the red touched the red and the blue touched the blue, and then the green goes off to the side, and I'm like, okay, I can connect another green over there somewhere. This felt like the bigger number. pipe puzzle, and we were here forever, where like we're like have alternate boards that need to connect to each other in a certain way. Yeah. I didn't like this puzzle. I thought it was kind of interesting, but it was it, it was took us a, quite a while to understand it. Also, another thing is that like in the middle you have three spot three slots, A, B, and C. Each on your on my side had tiles, on your side had columns, but we could only pick the same we could only pick from the same slot. So if I grabbed the tile from B, you had to use the column from B which might not have been a column that you wanted to use. But if you, it's like, I need that blue column on the left side. 
if you took that and it's like, okay, well, that only has red for me. But, I mean, I guess I could use that red tile. And then also, wherever I – this was something that we fundamentally didn't understand until, like, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of the fucking puzzle itself. But, like, we – the tile person is literally place the where you place the tile on your board in the exact same spot on the on the co-op partner's board is placing a tile where they can place a column but if i if he has the blue column and i place a tile where he's been connecting red and green then he, him placing that blue column there is worthless so you had to kind of like work together to like where can I place this tile that you can connect to blue, but I can also connect my colors too, so it's not a wasted tile, yeah. right? It seems like a because, like I said in the other "We Were Here" episodes, I did a, I did probably the most popular "We Were Here" the original games achievement guide on YouTube, and so I uh, I was imagining that this game through that lens, just like I did for the other We Were Here game, and I'm like, this would be really hard to write a guide for because there's no. This is a logic puzzle. Like, well, there's there could no. Be, like, do you think that whenever the the tokens are spawned with the pillars, do you think they're randomized A B C at all? Because if so, then there's like no way to write a guide without getting like the exact information of each tile. Where it's like, yeah. make sure you grab the blue column with the green tile, but on the front, make sure it's a red and blue. So you'd have to give like four pieces of information just for one movement. And you have to place 10 tiles. So that's yeah. so much information you'd have to catalog if you're I going to write a, like an always solve for this. I Because I was thinking that it was randomized every time, but there's a chance candy. that they aren't randomized. Yeah, I guess you're right. There, there's a chance that when you're on tile seven, you always get the same combination of tiles and columns. They just so might change I, I the sure. ABC order so that you don't yeah. make an easy guide. We'd have to find it because that's the thing, though, is that I wonder if they they watched my guide and was like, "We need to fuck this guy over." But <laughs> oh, like, no. so it's like in it. my guide, in my guide, I'm like, literally, if you're playing the librarian, you barely have to watch this video. I will. You there's only two points in the entire like. 40 minute long video that you need to wake up and do something librarian. It's only the, I will, because it's literally the librarians giving information to the explorer. So the explorer can solve the puzzles. That's like how the whole first game is is basically, but like every puzzle is like the same. So it's just solved. I'm like, just do this thing. And you're, it's like, okay, there's only a couple that are randomized, but then I'm like, okay, just look on the screen. And when you see your painting, just pause and do those because I'm not reading all this information, but I don't know. Yeah, so there's that puzzle. Uh, one second, I got to break this cat's neck. It's just you and me, dear listener. While that animal abuse is happening in the background, why don't you give us five stars for each cat's neck that Philip has broken, one star for each of them. All five lives cut short. Right, I'm back. Hello. Cat's fine. All right, next up is the obstacle course. All right, this one has to be one of the more interesting puzzles that's in the whole game and that's because it's so many different like faucets this is like they just threw every possible mini mechanic they could in one giant pot and they're like just figure it out and this also seemed like the funnest one but we had already got some laughs from us we had been playing for over an hour at this point i needed to put the baby to bed so we had to settle for a bronze trophy on this one yeah we got just starting out did we silver 
Yeah. Oh, no, we I got think... silver once. No, we didn't. Oh, we got close. Yeah. Well, this one, one character goes up into a lighthouse watchtower type thing and is looking down and he sees a giant, you know, wooden obstacle course just that says like giants, uh, sharks and stuff like that. And they're all fake. The other yeah. player gets gassed and gets thrown <laughs> yeah. into this obstacle course and has to start running it. And he sees like actual sharks and he doesn't get as much information as the other player. So you have to literally give them so much information. And it's funny because you don't even know what information they have that needs to be shared. For yeah. instance, there's one point where you saw a fake lighthouse, which you activate the lighthouses to get points. And it was like at the end of a dock on the left. And I see you walking up there. I'm like, oh, he's going to go activate that lighthouse. But in reality, <laughs> in real reality of what I saw, the lighthouse is on the right side. So I see Nave go up there. and He's like, is this a trap? And I'm like, no, the lighthouse is up there. He goes up there, hangs the left, and just walks into the water, gets eaten by a shark. And I'm like, no, right. no. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it was there. And I'm like, yeah, 180 degrees behind me. <laughs> it was 100% a trap. It was, in fact, a trap. There's so many of those. But this one was severely hamstrung because of the stupid reliance on platforming. We were here to yeah. if you if you if you're listening to this, stop with the platforming. Like it was it was rough in uh was it the first game maybe? The first game had platforming? I don't think the first game didn't have platforming. Oh no. maybe it's forever when you're in like the catacombs or the dungeons or whatever. But I don't remember. Whatever engine they're using, I think this is based on the forever engine. But the platforming feels so bad. And the key mappings on the controllers were real rough. Oh, I forgot about the key mappings, yeah. But the so the key mapping on for a controller is the most bizarre key mapping I've ever seen in my entire life. But you gotta give them props because they do just it easily in the options. You can remap everything that you want to. Like sprint is on Y and crouch is like clicking in the stick, which is like Jump very is like Yeah, it's like like the crouch clicking in the stick is very like what is the game I'm thinking of? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like original yeah. Xbox uh time splitters or something. Like I can't remember. It's like in Halo when you had to click in the stick to aim. It's like, oof, I forgot about this. But um because and it's also like Medal of Honor, the original games. It's like there's some stuff that just like feels very strange now. But like you can go in and remap it really easily, and even better. I immediately, right as soon as I realized, I went and remapped it. And then we went to the tutorial, and the tutorial reflected my changes in the key mapping. So instead of telling me to jump with Y, even though I changed it to, or I changed it to Y, because I've been playing Starfield and that's the jump button. So, but like in Starfield, as well, it's like, it was like B or something. And then it was, it said Y in the tutorial pop up. So that's cool too, also. I don't know how hard that is. I don't know. Anyways, the platforming is kind of hard, and we were in the European servers, so there might have been some lag that contributed to that as oh, well. Gosh. I don't know. Yeah, well, you were like, so you joined my invite, and you're like, start the game, and I was like, okay, and I pressed A, and I was like, oh, shit, we're in Europe, whatever, and then I just continued, because <laughs> I didn't think we would have to be platforming, so, but... Um, yeah, not just platforming, but timing on the platforming, whereas, like, one person can see the timing for the platforms, like, you need to jump right whenever I say now. But the timing is like three seconds behind. So I need to say now three seconds ahead so that you jump at the exact moment because we have this weird delay. And then you still jump and you instantly fail. And the resetting takes so long in the, yeah. on this level because then 
the person in the tower has to walk back down the tower. He has to go over, pull the ticket machine so it counts your score. Since you died on the second puzzle, it then counts, <laughs> like, says, like, oh, I'll try again. Or no, wait, I think it actually gave you a pass on that just for beating one segment or something like that. Yeah, because I, you... I bet it was playtested and they were like, wow, that fucking jump is hard. We need I don't to... know if they playtested that. Why would they put that jump so early? Or maybe it's because it was so hard they put it so early. Yeah, I, know, maybe. I hated that one jump. And then you got to take the ticket from the ticket machine, take it over to the retry machine and feed it the ticket so it chews it up and then lets you retry. It takes so long. Like, this would be a lot of fun if it didn't take three minutes to do another run <laughs> but then it puts so much pressure so much pressure like also, on you because it, it's like one person's drowning and getting eaten by sharks the other one has to run all the way down the tower to yeah. <laughs> but the, i yeah. mean uh, but the cool thing about that is that you can alternate if you want because like, yeah, since you both go back to that part. spot yeah you both go back to that one spot so it's like you can i can be the one that runs in now Instead of Philip. So I really like this obstacle course. I wish we could play more of it because I there was so much more. But then the next yeah. puzzle was like a squid thing that also required platforming. And you got stuck on the terrain and it pushed you into yeah. the water. And I'm like, I can't take this anymore. The baby is screaming. See you, Nave. Yeah. I and jumped over the thing the and end. just fell straight down. I was like, oh, wah, wah. <laughs> like fucking wah, 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 wah. Mario Party minigames. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Waluigi. All right. Uh, any more me points for the obstacle course? Uh, it was an interesting idea. And another thing is, like, when you failed, you can't see the all the lights turn out and all the machines stop moving, so you can't even like look ahead and be like, hmm, like what else strategize. Yeah. But I also was like, when I beat that first jump the first time, I was like creeping along like uh, like looking around corners like scared i was like i don't oh god i don't want to fall now that that jump was hard it's weird it's like i don't know i'm trying to think about this like it, it would be interesting to see something like this on a mobile platform like maybe have someone in like a first person perspective on their phone <clears throat> and have the other person have like i don't know a zoomed out 3d model map that they can like spin around and look at stuff and like guide someone through a dungeon like, I feel like that could be a whole we were here in itself. Kind of like the librarian thing, but like switched. Or I don't know. I hope the next we were here is like a the next expedition is like an Among Us thing where one of you is a betrayer. I mean, that's what that was the ending of the first one is someone got left behind. But no, because you it, you didn't. Did they? Did, did, hmm. <laughs> hold on let me think about that for a second did one of them it's like that implies one of them lured the other one there <laughs> maybe it's like the thing well i was think that's how betrayal on haunted hill is the board game you know is what that I'm talking somebody about? lured them to the the haunted yeah. hill yeah so like in that game yeah, like some in that board betrayal. game you have to yeah it's like in the, on the hill that was haunted oh i got it but, um, it's on the title it was yeah, a betrayal of the haunted house on the hill it was the friendship <laughs> oh my god um the so it's like you the whole game you're like flipping tiles and building a house while like on three different floors the basement the first floor and the top floor and then and you can have the 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 what is the the attic that's a, like an expansion pass that gives you a bunch of extra shit. And as you're doing the boards, eventually you get these things called omens. And omens are like good item. Why are you slowly sliding off? Like you're just... <laughs> I'm just slowly rotating my chair and just making me go off camera. 
So, uh, anyways, you 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 get these things called omens. Every time you do that, you have to do a haunt roll. You roll a bunch of dice, and then the 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 value of the dice has to be more than the haunt the omens that have happened. So this is the fifth omen that someone's gotten. You have to roll a six or higher, and then if you if you fail the haunt roll, then you have to look in a booklet, and in the booklet, it'll be like, okay, so there's a huge graph like a chart, and then it's like, all right, so. I got the ring in the bloody basement. And so you go ring, bloody basement. And you like line them up. And then it'll be like, this is haunt number 36. And so you oh. get a different book. That's where the haunts are. And you're like, haunt 36. what monster you have and what effects it has. Yes. Well, it's also who betrayed who. Because no one knows who the betrayer is. Not even the person who betrayed. And so, uh, betrayer so it'll be like the 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 traitor is the person with the highest intelligence and everyone has kind of like pseudo like you know D uh, stats D D stats yeah. yeah so you have like you have your strength and your speed and your there's two mental ones that i can't remember but <laughs> so there's physical and mental health and then like you can die there are death values and each different character you have different character cards each different character has different values that go up and down at different like it's pretty cool. What was I talking about this for? Oh, because someone betrays. Yes, the betrayal. It's very cool. And then there's a third book that says, this is for the betrayer. And so the betrayer get, takes the book, goes to Haunt 36, and leaves the room. And he reads his like diabolical plot that only he knows. And then the people in the other room all, all conspire against him and have their own synopsis of what's going on. But of course they have a bunch of critical information they don't know. So it's like, it's like the betrayer. All he has to do is collect the three books from across the house and he gets a horde of werewolves that help him defend the books. And, then the other people are like, all they know is that he keeps he was he kept going to the library. Hmm, what could that mean? And so they don't know what he's looking for, but it's pretty cool. Man, I wish we did that a uh, a board games podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we can play together board games. We just need to fucking get Nave a computer Patreon. Oh my god, our, which our, we are patron returned, the one that we shamed last time. Did they? Yeah. They did? Did you read them? Yeah, I read all the patrons. I think you only read four of them. No, I read Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hoffle, Michael, Superback, and the Intergalactic Pinecone. Maybe I just fa- maybe I just phased out of reality. Alright, so that's enough obstacle obstacle course. So back before we started talking about Chris Chan and public shooters, uh, we were talking about the I don't know, like the market for this game, how they are putting out a bite-sized chunk an hour to two hour of game that isn't as extreme as we were here forever. And they're making it free for a whole month as a shadow drop. I think that this could be their market. Like, I think this is an insane big brain play, especially if they do this for like every, uh, was it expendables? Expansion. Speaking of we were here, this is tangentially related. Can you read that video I just sent you? Yeah, he sent me a video. This guy's been putting (laughs) locks on the outside of escape room buildings uh, with a sheet of paper that is a clue to the combination. Oh, my God. This guy's like (laughs) zip-tie locking gates, and he threw a piece of paper in there. And now these people are locked in. God, that's cursed. 
Oh. Escape rooms. But yeah, so like, imagine downloading this with a bro just for, you know, one month and be like, yo, let's have a good time. Let's play some We Were Here Forever. It's free. You download it. At that point, you get some for free. Your expectations are a little bit lower. You're a little more gracious for things like poor platforming, right? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you and say? So you've, I'm saying like this is this business strategy is prime. I'm saying oh, like yes. you put it out for a free month. People download it. They have a good time. You look back. Oh, man, there's been three We Were Here Forever games or We Were Here games. We Were Here Forever. And now there's going to be three We Were Here Forever or We Were Here Expeditions. God, these titles Wait, are killing me. We were here forever. Wasn't the third? It was the it was the third one, and not the fourth one. I thought it, we were here forever was the fourth one because it was like we were here, we were oh, here you said again, three other and one. back in black. Okay, that's the first three. Because four, forever, forever, yes, forever. It, I thought that if was, it was the, the third the one. Bomb. I was going to be upset. <laughs> but yeah, it, people will play this. They'll be like, "Oh, this is fun," and then they'll, maybe they'll spend five bucks to grab another one of the expeditions, or maybe they'll spend the fifteen bucks and get forever, or however much forever costs. Like, I think this is a great business model. And I'm yes. kind of here for it, especially after seeing the failed version of this. That is Hydrophobia, where they just never make a Hydrophobia 2. Oh, I thought you were going to shoot shots at fucking... Uh, Telltale? Or no. which one, Hitman? No, the fucking other game that's like this. Amnesia? What game what is like this? What are you like talking this? about? The fucking game. Oh, Kentucky Tango? Tango Operation? Operation Tango? They were king to, yeah, that's it. Operation Tango. I knew we'd get there. Did they make another one yet? Not yet. I think they did an expansion. They were supposed though. to do expansions. Hold on. Let me look. Anyways, uh, speaking of ex- ex- expeditions, uh, apparently Starfield's got 10 million players now. That's a lot of players. Incredible. There that's is a, a challenge players. mode DLC that's currently out. That's it? Yes. The pro- apparently, the uh, there's only six short missions with a little replay value. Mm. What the frick? Are they not making this game came out into in 2021? Yeah, it's been out for a while. Well, I meant like I thought it came out before that. That's kind of weird. Oh well, I mean we played it when it was kind of like first coming out, didn't we? So never mind. We so played it, it when it came during the Xbox, podcast. I think. Yeah. All right, but yeah, so I think that they're really on to some, they're on some money on, they're reading the pulse, there's blood in the gold, and they're swarming like sharks. Swarming like sharks. Philip, have you seen, have you seen, (laughs) I don't know why I'm just tangenting all day, but um, have you seen the Nintendo Switch port of Mortal Kombat 1? I meant to bring this up when I was talking about Mortal Kombat. Do they change the blood to semen again? Dude, no, it is like much worse. All right, look at this. Oh, no, I, I did see one clip. It didn't look that bad. You're talking about like the Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. I know that's probably what you said, but I was thinking about like when they put Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo and it was like a trash version or something. Look at the first one and this is the awesome. Well, just look at that second one. You don't need to look at the first one because <laughs> the second one will have oh, the yeah. first one. Yeah, I've seen this one where it's the stupid Mortal Kombat 1. Facial expressions don't exist. They're just like not even Sims. Look at the second one. Yeah, I see it. That's what I'm looking at. That's the what is that? Friends. It's the yeah, meme it's where he's like he's like smiling and then he's like coming to a realization and his eyes get really big. But it looks exact. It is so that meme 
like fucking annihilated me when I saw that because I had been seeing those pictures of the of the really bad graphics on the Switch uh, all day, and then just seeing the meme of the dude with his eyes bugging out. Oh my Look god! Guys, the Switch isn't made for modern AAA games. We don't need to port everything to it. Like I'm, I'm yeah. here for the Switch. I own two Switches, but I feel like it's just better at the keep it 2D, keep it small. It doesn't need to be, I don't know, real big. I mean, sacrifices must be made if you're going to have a 60-frame fighter, right? Yeah. So I'm not tripping too much, but it is still quite funny. It is like the same thing with with Starfield where people are like, I've got fucking real-life friends that are like, they're like, you fucking play this trash? And they send me a fucking picture of like, you know, people in New at New Atlantis being fucking crazy goo-goo-eyed. And I'm just like, this is hilarious to me, dude. Like, I fucking, I think this is fucking hilarious. I don't know. It is. I'm not the type of person that freaks out over a goddamn glitch or a terrible model if I'm having fun with the video game. I'm not staring at the fucking civilians. I'm staring into the galaxy. I'm like, it look at that shit. Dressing. I'm like, look at that Saturn over there. <laughs> look at all this. Look at all the Saturns. Like we were playing No Man's Sky, and I'm like, are you at the Saturn? <laughs> Yeah, just a, a planet with a ring. Yeah. We, oh, which by the way, so there's been a bunch of shit going on. You know, obviously this No Man's Sky comparisons and stuff. But like, so we, me and Philip, have been playing No Man's Sky. By the way, obviously this episode was supposed to be about that, and we said that last week, but we got hit with the curse as usual when we declare firmly declare what the next episode's going to be about, and then it's not. But yeah. um, we uh we were playing No Man's Sky a little bit, and it's like that game is is comically small. Like, to a fucking hysterical degree. Like, people are like, but you can get on the planet and you can walk around the whole planet if you wanted to. If you wanted to waste two hours of your life. Or even longer than that. But if you you wanted to waste a week of your life walking around a planet, you can. But the planet is like, every single planet, even the biggest ones, are like like smaller than the size of our moon. Like, logistically. And they're really close together. Like, they're like, right next to each other. Like, it's like you look in the sky and you see a fucking planet. You're like, wow, that's crazy. But it's like you think about that. We don't see our planets. Like, they look like stars in our sky. Like, They're real small. You goobers. And also, it's like there were people going, oh, you can't walk on fucking – you can't – I don't know why I'm in defense mode of Starfield, by the way. But it's like it just annoys me how stupid people are. But like people are like, oh, in Starfield, you can't walk on the gas giants. You can't walk in the gas – you mean the fucking gas – the gas giants? You can't walk on those? Is that what you're fucking worried about? The With the fucking 20 million mile an hour winds and shit? Like, <laughs> that never ending fucking storm in Jupiter that has been rain going on for 700? Yeah, the glass that fucking rains sideways and the diamond hail? Like, that. you want to walk there? And it's like, they're like, you can do it in No Man's Sky. And then someone was like, there aren't any gas giants in No Man's Sky, which I didn't know. But apparently, there aren't even gas giants in the fucking whole. Like, uh, you guys, man, you guys on the internet, you guys made me fucking upset. Speaking of which, the whole time you're doing that, I was trying to look up what you call a planet with rings, and it's just a planet with rings. There's, There's no, no scientific name. name. Yeah, because no, my, my first thing I typed it in, it was like Saturn. And I'm like, no, I know about Saturn. I, I <laughs> need to tell me the other ones. And it's like Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. I'm like, no. Uh, like, is there not a scientific name? Like gas giants, we refer to the gassy boys, you know, or dwarf yeah. uh, Pluto. 
I'm like, there's got to be a name for this. But no, they just have ring systems. That's it. That's so silly. You would think they name everything. I know. Everything's got a name. All right. Any more me points for We Were Here? Expeditions? No. Are you going to play Lies of P? Uh, Is it going to Game Pass? Yeah. yeah. It's already out. Probably. I don't know. What is it? It's just Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. I'll play a Bloodborne. I haven't played first Bloodborne. But second Bloodborne. It's not from software. Oh, that's the Pinocchio game. Yeah, yeah Pinocchio, Pinocchio Bloodborne. I remember from the, the games presentation. Yes. So it is yes. It is out and people are taking quite pretty screenshots of it. Oh, they're going to say people were jumping on it. I'm like, look, it's a new IP. You got to give them some slack yeah. in the beginning. Well, it's also like people are like, eh, it's not from soft, but it'll do. That's what yeah. it seems to be the. All right, let's take a break and let some music play. Boom, 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 boom. And we're back. We were here expeditions the friendship i'll take these first final words yeah go play it it's currently free for a month if you're listening to this on launch day which you should make sure that if you're listening to our show you go and you click the auto download so the second our episode drops at 4 a.m on thursday no uh, friday morning it is 4 a.m friday morning that's when our episode central time yeah i i know not american central because i'll like check our numbers and i see like there's a solid like 20 to 17 people that are instantly downloading at 4 a.m. And I salute you. It's not me. But everyone else downloads throughout the day. You know who you are. Besides that, go play the game. It's currently free. If not, it's $4.99. I know we got it for free, but I don't know. We we need to be bought by more if you know if you're gonna buy our opinion. We are we can't be purchased though. Yes, go play. It. We are for sale. We my headset? Dude, my headset keeps fucking bugging. Dude, I think my headset's dying or something. I think it's shorting out. It keeps bugging out. I keep not being able to hear you. Oh, no. That's not good. I know. All right, quick, do your final words then. Did you say say your final words? Did I? I said play the game, I think. Oh, perfect. All right, so what are we playing next week? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if we rescheduled Starfield. If not, uh, well, or not Starfield, Star Man Sky. If we don't play Star Man Sky, then we'll find some. Star Ocean the Last Hope. We'll play Star Ocean Last Hope, the second story, Spoon Adventure. And with that, thanks for joining us this week, Co-op Partners. Maybe next time we can all do some logic and math together. Or become possessed by a mass murderer.